0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode two forty-six, The Fast and the Furious: Tokyo Drift, lap eleven. I'm Joey Lewandowski.
1: I'm Joe 2, And this episode's brought to you by Cell One Hundred Eight Production Games, Tokyo Thief Stealth. Action and thievery. Shout out to Tokyo Thief.
0: Well, shout out to Cell 108 Production Games, Tokyo Thief, and welcome to Too Fast Too Forever. After the break, we'll be talking about Tokyo Drift. Not really a Tokyo Thief, although there are thieves in it in Tokyo. There but, Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke?
1: I had a pretty great weekend. I went cool. back to visit my parents in Pittsburgh. And to go to a friend's wedding and stayed for the 4th, spent Saturday at the, like, oh, and my sister and her fiance were there, so we, so it was a full house. Yeah, Saturday we did wedding things, Sunday we actually went somewhere that hadn't gone in a very, very long time, Kennywood, which is the Pittsburgh Amusement Park. Okay. Yeah, and I hadn't been there in, since I moved, at least, so that's, you know, 10 years, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was um, me, my dad, my sister, our fiance, Rachel, um, my mom, and then uh, one of the guys that works for my dad at the store and his girlfriend. And we just had like a fun little kid blast day, although most of us can't really ride rides anymore. <laughs>
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, like as you get older, like I could do them, but like, you know, you have to take a break in between. And we were all like laughing that like, you know, when you're a kid, it's like you eat and you immediately run to the next ride and you eat as fast as you can. Rachel, I think made it through about two rides (laughs) total and, like, anything that spins and stuff, like, she can't do anymore. She just gets sick. So she was just, like, chewing Dramamine to look at rides, and the rest of us were like, damn, we feel really, really old today.
0: I don't remember her having issues when we went to Universal a couple years ago, or, or those as more relaxed rides.
1: She She didn't ride any super thrill rides, and she definitely still ate a ton of Dramamine, but it keeps getting worse and worse as she gets older.
0: Because I remember thinking I was talking about it with somebody recently. We were, remember we went on that Harry Potter ride, where it was a kind of VR but not really VR, but it was yes, like that. Like she
1: doesn't ride that. I, I think she probably skipped that one to be honest. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because we went once to Universal, and when it was just her and I before we went, and um, she closed her eyes through the whole ride i don't know if because she, i remember that
0: one that one's an intense one not intense in terms of scary but intense in terms of like what it does to your body right so
1: yes it, but do you remember there was i think there was um five of us right
0: you me matt adam, adam and zach no. no zach didn't go
1: yeah so i think there's five of us so i think that like on a lot of oh, those, yeah,
0: you me matt Adam, of rachel yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i
1: think she skipped some of those i don't remember but i feel like she did now that Maybe. i think about okay. it right because it's four that's an even number of riders So yeah, we did that, and um, then we went to dinner, and Monday I um, cooked out at my dad's house, made a whole bunch of food, got to see one of the kids that was working with me that now left and went to the University of Pittsburgh, Uh, a couple of the other co-workers that my dad has that work at the shop came over, and yeah, it was just an overall really great weekend.
0: Did you guys drive or did you fly out there?
1: No, we drive when it's like when we go home because
0: you have flown in the last couple of years right or was that sort of like a because i had to go out there because my dad got beat up at work no
1: we were there for fourth of july when he got beat up but when i when he had his heart attack i, I flew rachel out and then met her so like gotcha. oh
0: okay okay okay
1: yeah so like we haven't really flown the drive's not super bad it's like seven or eight hours but like we gotten used to it especially during covid you know what i mean so mm-hmm. we cruise we found a new um it's it's something it sounds like comedy bang bang but it's like trivia bang bang or something like this oh i have no idea and it's just like a podcast it's like 20 true it's like bar trivia just in podcast form gotcha okay so we were listening to some of that and yeah we just cruised and had a really great weekend um what did you do for the fourth anything fun
0: I had uh, barbecues on Sunday and Monday. Oh, Sunday's was sort of a little bit disrupted. It was at uh, Ben and Jen's house, who okay. you know from my barbecues, yes. but their toddler had a fever, so they had there was gonna be like a bigger thing. But everybody who had kids basically didn't go because they didn't want to have be like ground zero for yeah. you know, daycare makes sense, whatever. Yeah. So just you know, me and a couple other people who don't have kids went over. We just hung out outside while she was sick inside. But that was fun. And then on Monday, I went down to Tom's River to my friend's house because they live near people who have way too much money like to show off with all their fireworks. And so, uh, we just, you know, stand in their front yard, their backyard and just watch all these people set off like tons and tons of fireworks all the way around. So it was great. Nice. A lot of, a lot of fun, really good food, good fireworks show, which was nice. Before that, uh, Bob came over on Thursday. We did like a bunch of different lottery pod stuff. We talked to two different authors, did two episodes. Nice. Uh, so that was a lot on Thursday think that was kind of it we did we did fight club for 1999 the podcast that'll be out by the time this episode comes out that comes out on this monday as we record this
1: i love fight club i'm a big yeah, fan yeah
0: it's good it was good um still hold up you know it, it's it's one of those where like we talked about in the episode where i was like it it kind of feels uh worrisome or something or like dangerous because like you know when i saw a joker i was like i don't like the message that this is putting out there like i think that this is dangerous like it's you know sort of inciting like chaos or whatever and this kind of does the same thing but it's also like hey no this is a very bad idea yes whereas i think with joker it was kind of like hey this would be kind of cool right it's like no, no not really. i don't i don't um,
1: i disagree but i get what you're coming from um but you're right fight club is like it's all tongue it's a it's like satire you know what i mean like yes yeah yeah, yeah. and like it the thing is that just morons don't realize that and think it's like a movie about a cool guy that starts a club about fighting. And it's like, well, it's like, right. yeah.
0: Not quite. But close, but not quite. And I think that's sort of it. I'm trying to think if I've been watching anything of note Uh, Bob and I are watching, you know, separately, but together, whatever, Uh, Ozark season two. Did you guys watch Ozark? I think I I brought it up here before, but I don't remember. Have you watched Ozark or not? I think
1: that Rachel and I watched like one or two episodes of it. It's on our short list. We're going to get to it. I want to finish Better Call Saul first, and we're in season four of Better Call Saul. Right. Okay. Um, We didn't get a chance to watch that or finish Stranger Things while we were home because we were like, you know, doing family stuff and like hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, So we didn't get to like watch any shows or anything of interest
0: because Ozark is I think what I think you guys would like it because it's basically trash TV with a nice budget and it looks good Really? Like, it's just it's it's camp it's it's just it's so over the top and like like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul like crazy stuff happens but like to a certain extent it's like it's grounded in reality Yeah, true. This yeah. is like uh, just insane stuff. Um so I think you guys would like that. I mean, we're we're watching it very very slowly. Um, we are only, you know, we do ba- like maybe two or three episodes a week, so we've we've been on the show for a while. Um, so if you How guys watch, it, definitely it have
1: four or five. I feel like it has four, right?
0: Four. But the fourth was it did the Sopranos thing and the Better Call Saul thing where it was split into two.
1: And it's over now, right?
0: Yeah, it just ended a couple months ago. But I like even if you wait to finish Better Call Saul, you will finish this like months before we do, probably. But yeah, it's good. It's it's just it's weird. It's like it's very campy. It's very corny. Uh, not corny, but it's just like, it's crazy in a fun way, but it's also like, oh, this is not... People compared it to Breaking Bad, and like, it's it's a it's going for a different thing, and it's taken me some time to sort of ramp up to it, but I like it now. Um, I don't love it yet, but I still like it. Because
1: I watched like the first one or two episodes, and I wasn't super into it, but Rachel's parents were just telling us that they really liked it, and they just finished it, and we kind of like, you know, share shows like that, and often watch very similar things. I mean, they're all very popular things, so it's not like a big surprise, but... Um, they were telling us to watch it recently too. So
0: the actor that I like the most on it is this woman Julia Garner. She was in The Americans a little bit. She was the lead in the assistant. Uh, she plays a character named Ruth on it, and she's just she's insane and it's great and I love her. Uh, she's wonderful and she's like her character is really truly nuts, but also like kind of like the best part of the show I think. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm watching it for her. like I, I like I like Jason Bateman. I think Laura Linney's pretty good. Uh, the actors play their kids are good, but like you know. Julie Garner's where it's at. Okay. But that's about it, I think. I don't think there's anything else really of note. Maybe more next week. I don't know. Oh, I do want to say before I get too far into the show, Hall of Fame voting still open. Good call. Yeah. We have a couple more weeks. So this is episode 246. On episode 250, we will announce who was inducted. So if you go to cageclub.me slash bracket, go there and vote on the Hall I of voted. Fame. You voted. We got a bunch of people who voted, but I would still like to have more people who voted. Uh, so go there cageclub.me slash bracket who gets immortality in the Too Fast, Too Forever Hall of Fame. Or even if you don't want people to get inducted, it's like, who's going to drop off the ballot? Who's not going to be eligible next year, also right? True. So Yeah, very true. Lots of possibilities there. But if you also care about the show, we have a Patreon page, fast, Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Summer Party. Haley Gerby's West Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato Di Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsey Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, and Jessica Collins, A.K.A. Montez. Tez. Thank you all for supporting us the five dollar a month level or above. Got a bonus episode coming out the week after next, so Do we? even a dollar a month gets you in the door. All the bonus episodes are over there, too too river.com for that. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me, and we have two emails, one of which is, so this, I don't know what to make of it, because the attitude and the uh, the picture and the episode it was on all feel of a certain kind, but it seems like that comment actually listens, so I don't know. Okay. But a new comment on Tulane Blacktop. Uh-oh. From a user named Jax Unfiltered icon is a stormtrooper helmet and they say you do realize that the 55 chevy used in this movie is the all capital letters same car used in american graffiti not the same kind of car the same car no i didn't realize it's the roll cage if you look close you can see the little bits that match there's a magazine article online from way back all about the subject
1: i had no idea that's actually kind of factual i mean like that was kind of a nice comment I did not realize yeah, I was
0: that. like the like, capital letters maybe just like for emphasis cause you can not do formatting there I'm like is this person yelling but like no they listen to the episode so I'm also like afraid not afraid but like every time somebody comments on Tulane yes. Blacktop I assume that they were just angry yes so to have someone actually like leave a constructive comment it's like are you sure you know what you're doing
1: no and that's an awesome fact something that we didn't know I didn't know that and that's really really cool yeah and it wasn't just motor miles this isn't the movie
0: Speaking of cars, uh, this is something I will have to take the blame for, but I don't know cars. I, I'm very clear up front, I don't know yep. cars, so this is also a little bit of you. Yep. Our email today is from Alex Elenin, subject line Filthy Casuals, and he starts with off Letter to the Editor.
1: Okay, what did he say?
0: Joey referenced the Mona Lisa's back in Fast X. You goddamn plebeians should know that the Mona Lisa was a 2001 Nissan Silvia S15 and not Hans Widebody RX-7. That's RX right. 7, the, that's the veil side.
1: I said the Veil side, but I knew what you were talking about. The Mona Lisa is the, the orange and blue car. The drift car. car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. But again, I don't know cars. I don't like cars. I don't care about cars. And I knew so, what Joey
1: uh, was talking about because I had seen the picture, and I yeah. said Valeside.
0: There's a couple other things. In the fast minute, that happens a lot at our house, you guys notice the boat engine in Tej's garage. The engine for the 92 to 95 Corvette ZR1 was built by Mercury Marine, as there were no GM facilities who could handle the special production required for the engines. What? The company got to keep two engines for themselves. They were fitted to a speedboat called the Wet Vets W-E-T-T-E, VET, like, you know, very Corvette, cool. WET. Boat engines are wild. There's a company making outboard V12 motors. There's also Thai Longboats, T-H-A-I like the country, Thai Longboats which these lunatics are putting car and truck engines basically on a pole and racing them on rivers in Thailand. There's a couple with turbo diesels making 500 horsepowers, and it's essentially an engine on a pole on a board.
1: That's crazy. Oof. This weekend we went to go eat at this place in Pittsburgh that I really like called Redfin Blues, and it's like one of the only, like wa- very strangely, for having three rivers, we have very few waterfront places to hang out doesn't make any sense to me that is weird right like it's a whole river that goes like right through the middle of the city like two rivers that go right through the middle of the city and like there's not many like places but there's a restaurant that's there and we saw this um boat that's that had like cigarette boat on the side of it, it was like painted all cool and my dad actually like found the guy like pull it up and he was like you know like what kind of engine do you have in there and he was like i have two v8 like eight liter engines in this boat it was like huge so yes boat engines are crazy boat people were crazy and like you could put like ridiculous engines in these boats to drive like fly up and down the river for no reason
0: that's so weird i mean it's cool it's weird but it's cool it's the I same like thing
1: it. as like you know any other thing right like sure more power yeah. tim tool yeah yeah
0: alex has moving starts this weekend so i'll be spending the rest of the month driving across ohio pray for jeeper gas please alex well good luck with that
1: fingers crossed for you bud yeah for the cheaper gas I, i'm sorry
0: I think that is a perfect time to either start listening to this podcast from the beginning, or dive into Zack Attack or Boyfriend Material. That's or funny. Any other fine programming on the Cage Club Podcast Network, CageClub.me/shows.
1: Um, Haley just messaged me and said that she had finished Boyfriend Material and was asking for more Boyfriend Material. And I was well, there's no more Gosley. That's what I said one to her. Episode yeah,
0: we got burnt out on Boyfriend Material, and I watched every episode of Young Hercules. I'm like, you need to watch these five, and then you were going to do the same thing for that boat sh- school show, which was which a which I blast. Don't that Breaker so High so much fun. But we never did that. You never finished that, did you? Or did you?
1: Oh, no. I got really deep. I, I don't remember because I don't know how many seasons there was, but I watched like multiple seasons of Breaker High, and it was a lot of really? fun. Yeah.
0: I don't... I didn't watch any of that. That's the only episode mm-hmm. we didn't do. But like Gosling has not done more. This since is what then, I said so to he's her. He's a movie coming out this summer. Mm-hmm.
1: And Barbie. But... He's working on Barbie, obviously. We'll do Barbie, so I'm good. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. But yeah,
0: his, his movie this summer is a Netflix movie, so... You know, we have that. There's nothing like, for the most part, like we were, you know, we didn't do like the awards, but who cares about the awards? But like, for the most part, the Gosling content, we're caught up on. Like, it's not like we're missing stuff there. Yeah, so. it
1: was like really early him being a little boy in TV shows. So,
0: yeah. 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 But that's all the emails. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me. Also, I, just, I do want to say like we, we've been, we just were talking about it. But if you are a new listener to Too Fast and you want something that's like similar but different, Joe and I did, we have like 40 or something episodes of Zack Attack all. Zach Efron movies and about 40 of Ryan Gosling movies and about 15 of Channing Tatum we didn't finish those but cageclub.me slash shows for a whole bunch of different stuff you know we have got like 30 something podcasts over there like 2,000 episodes in total yeah you know Joe and I've oh. done a bunch Mike Manzi Brian Rodriguez everybody who's been on here have done a ton they have their own shows whatever but just poke around there
1: that's what Haley was saying too and then she finished Boyfriend Material and moved on to HTML and I was like that's really cool little crossover cool. yeah yeah shout out Nico yep
0: shout out Kevo Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. Have you seen any news in the last week?
1: No, none. None at all. Like, not even anything about, like, the actors. Not even adjacent bullshit stuff like I try to bring here. None, nothing.
0: I don't think I have either. I'm going to take a look at our Twitter just one more time just to check. But I don't think there's been anything. Keanu was at an F1 track. That's not really news.
1: I saw that. I, I got to watch the first part of the um, British Grand Prix this weekend. I saw one. And you know who else was there? Who? Tom Cruise.
0: He turned sixty last week, which is crazy.
1: He lo- he doesn't look sixty at all. That's insane. Um, but yeah, I was I was thinking of you because I saw Tom. They like followed Tom Cruise around. He was on the um the grid like when they were starting the race, like walking through. That's like super fancy boy privilege, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah like yeah. That's when power. I,
1: yeah, it's like you know being on the field at the Super Bowl. Like them just walking around there is crazy. So like seeing him there was cool. And um, Keanu was like in a garage, right? He was like in the paddock, like, or like in the
0: No, bag. he was like on, he was out on the track, I think looking at, or maybe, I don't know, I can't tell. It's only like 12 seconds. Who knows what he was actually doing?
1: That's very cool. Gordon Ramsay too. I mean, there's like a lot of guys that like get to go there. It's cool to see, so.
0: Reaction Rocket tweeted at us a an interview from the James Corden show where Vin Diesel was on and maybe Ed Sheeran's writing the song for Fast X. Who knows? Oh, but yeah, that's Reaction right. Reaction Rocket said, Vin confirms Fast X is still one movie in two parts, but won't exactly confirm they are the last ones. Also, maybe a little insight in how he lands all these big stars. He just doesn't give them a chance to say no. Well, I mean, like, who's gonna say no? Really? Just you know, I guess who? I don't know.
1: And it's also like that if somebody says like, "Man, I'd love to be in the Fast and the Furious," Vin's like, "Cool, yeah, let's do it. Here you go. Show up. I'll get you on."
0: But that's it. So cageclub.me/slash bracket for the voting. But other so how do you that, feel? No, how do
1: you feel about an N. Sheeran theme song?
0: I don't know. I so. I do Bing rewards every day because I like yeah. to get the Xbox, yeah. the Game Pass, and yep. there's there's like, you know, sometimes on Mondays they do like this, you know, either or trivia thing where like you can get the answers online, whatever, you can just, you know, it encourages you to use Bing and whatever. Yep. But it's like, which of these songs did Sheeran write? Like he writes all these songs that like, I don't really know, like I know The Shape of You, I know a couple of his songs, but he's written so many that just like other people that I like have sung, so.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget that too. Good point, dude. That, I like
0: I think he's written like multiple like Taylor Swift songs yep, like he's yep, there's you're a right. bunch of things that he's out there that you know
1: I totally forgot you're a thousand percent right and you're yeah so it it might not sound like an Ed Sheeran song you know what I mean like it'll just be like some right. random pop song. very good point the the drifting away from hip hop though is kind of weird <laughs> to me is my main thoughts
0: I, I mean he is international I was gonna say it's not international but he is international it's just that like the the drifting away from it does feel like it should be Latin based. Or hip-hop, right? Like, it should yeah. feel of a certain kind. He His, like, kind of indie, poppy pop, whatever yeah. doesn't quite gel, but who knows? I don't know.
1: Yeah, okay, well, I'll give him a shot. I'm open to it. I'm just not as excited about it as Sorry. if, like, it's, you know, like... Wiz Khalifa, or any of these guys, or, right. or oh yeah, that makes sense, cool, I know. I mean, if he
0: has a song, fine, that's fine, I just don't know if I want him to be the song. That,
1: same, that's also yeah. what I'm saying, yep, 100%, yep, yep, yep.
0: Speaking of those movies, though, uh, is Dwayne Johnson in either part of Fast X? No. Do we call it, are we calling it, fa- I keep I I have this mental like hurdle I try to get over each time and I don't know what to do. Are we calling it Fast X or Fast Ten? Like it's written Fast X, but do we call it Fast X? Or we call it Fast Ten? Well,
1: oh, we have to watch that Corden um uh, Vin Diesel interview to figure out what he called it. Yeah, he's, okay. he's gonna be like the movie, like you know, like <laughs> use some weird term for it that doesn't exist. He'll be like the franchise.
0: Let's see what he says. But even he was like toward the end there, like not consistent, right?
1: Well, yeah, for a FastNet member, like Fast Saga, F9.
0: James Corden calls it Fast 10. Okay. Vince has two films. Part 1, part 2. Vin being very cagey about whether it's the end or not. Really? He won't say no. I think that's what Reaction Rock was saying. Everybody wants to know, he says... Vin wearing very tight white slacks and, like, a kind of a loose sleeveless black t-shirt, which is, you know, kind of cool looking. He can pull it off, whatever. The inverse, but about, Dom. About the song, he, James Corden's like, would you do the song? It's like, depends on when, it's come back, when it comes out. And Vin's like, that sounds like a yes to me. And just he gets up. So I don't think he's actually doing it. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. You know, who knows?
1: He didn't call it 10 or X.
0: So James Corden said fast 10. And he's like, is that the end? There's going to be more. He's like, "Part it's two parts. Part one, part two. Okay. So... Anyway, that, that could all change. Remember, it was, it was uh, hashtag F9, hashtag Fast 9, F9, saga. the Fast Saga. Yep. Why can't we be like England, the Fast and the Furious 9? I don't know. No idea. The final thing to do before we take a break is the Fast and the Furious Minute, Too Fast, Too Furious, Minute 66. This is a very exciting minute. I have two different titles here, either Traffic Jam on the Open Seas or, Brian, get a lock for your door.
2: doing here brian they're gonna kill you i heard him telling enrique and roberto once you finish the run they're putting a bullet in your head
1: you sure you heard him right i'm sure i'm sure barone's boys is out. oh i see what they're looking for your little girlfriend here
3: They don't know I'm here. I snuck out.
0: What the hell are they doing here?
3: I don't know. Maybe they're guessing. Hey, go stall. Go
1: stall. Check her, homie.
0: Check her. In this minute, day transitions to night. Nope. Have that written down wrong. Night transitions to day. As we cut to Brian's houseboat, Monica wakes up Brian to let him know that Varone plans to kill Brian and Roman after they finish the job. Roman also enters Brian's house, but so to let him know that Enrique and Roberto are outside. Roman and Monica verbally slap at each other a little bit. Brian sends Roman outside to stall Enrique and Roberto. Roman tells Brian to check Monica as the minute ends. So I'm wondering here. Go ahead. We talked about how Roman is sleeping inside, Brian's sleeping on the boat. That's, yep. That seems pretty much confirmed here, right? Yep. Roman is obviously awake. And here's Roberto and Enrique outside and is like, oh, shit, I got to tell Brian goes to the front door. Monica, we learn later, snuck in through the like skylight in the bathroom or whatever. Probably.
1: Yes, that's that's a good guess.
0: Why didn't she use the front door? Like if Roman used the front door, why didn't Monica? What time is this? Why is everyone awake except for Brian? Why is Brian sleeping khakis? What, what is going on?
1: Yeah, I always imagined that they were kind of alluding to that she was there just because it happened so fast in the movie when you don't watch it minute by minute. You know what I mean? Like in rewind mm-hmm. and rewind and rewind. Because it kind of like, with how she's dressed, she's kind of like wet, like she was there. The way Brian is kind of like shirtless in the bed, it feels like a Mia situation. But I think we can like, confirm now that we watched it for the minute over and over again that she was like out she sneaks in through the top to try to kind of not be seen in case anybody is following her i think she has suspicion that carter's following her or t- so she sneaks in doesn't use the front door to not arise suspicion from carter i think that she is this is just a guess that she is sweaty because she was like on a run
0: do you think she's sweaty or she showered? I guess a sweat. I guess on a run because she's she's dressed like uh, athletically, right?
1: Kind of like not really, but kind of. And she's like soaked, so I think it was like she was supposed to be like sweaty from a run, and like she's like, oh, I'm gonna go on a run, and then like runs by Brian's boathouse, knowing that he's there, jumps into it, being tailed to make her look like sweaty, they just like soaked her too much and she looks like she just got like drenched.
0: So she's She looks like she got out of the shower. I mean, she's wearing, so she's wearing like a, a t-shirt that's rolled up like right below her breasts and she's got like the black sort of short, short athletic shorts on and she's yep. holding a towel. So it's either running or maybe swimming or just out of the shower. Like any of those could be, but she is drenched in a way that like the towel is not working.
1: Are you saying that there's a possibility that she was there and took a shower after?
0: I don't think so because it feels here, like here,
1: she the, just came in, right? Like
0: It feels like she just came in, so what we This is a, again, I don't think you pick up on this. Uh, you you definitely pick up on this. We've picked up on this because we've talked about this scene before. I don't think you realize how dumb it is until you watch it the way we're watching it for this. Yes, yeah. But Brian, a former cop, should be aware of his surroundings, right? Yep. Lying in bed, hears someone walking around the boat and, like, sort of, like, opens his eyes and way like, mom, I'm not actually awake, like, what are you doing in here? Yep. And then rolls over and doesn't freak out, like, doesn't draw a gun, is just like, oh, you're here. But it's not like he knows it's Monica. Like, he wakes up confused, like, someone's here, I don't know who it is. Plus, if Monica slept over, like, if they had hooked up, he would not be in khakis.
1: Like, he rolls over, puts khakis back on, but no shirt, and then lets her take a shower? Like, yeah, that doesn't really make too much sense, right? It's I, I can't tell. I still can't tell. What do you think is, like, the ultimate, like, what's, what actually, so you think that, like, she just snuck into the boat? I Not think that so. she was also, on the boat, because know- there's another, there's another possibility that she was, like, on the boat already, and he hears, and he's, like, dozing, and he hears her open the shower door, But why would she present it like she comes in? Because I also
0: think like we we just saw the last scene was him at the poker game and he goes to sleep. It's not like Monica's not there. So there would be like a real leap. So, okay, so if Monica was there from the night before, why would she tell him the next morning that Carter's trying to kill him? Or she
1: showed or she showed up the morning. But I'm saying also like why would you like show up? Why would you have hooked up with him and then be like, come out of the shower and go, Brian, I got something to tell you. They're going
0: to kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? the most likely thing. Yes. I think we're we're agreeing here. Yeah. So that he goes to bed alone. Yes. In khakis for some reason. Yep. No shirt.
1: No shirt. Just khakis. He comes
0: in through a back door or the skylight in the bathroom or whatever.
1: yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Soaked.
0: Soaked for whatever reason, whatever unknown reason. Yeah. Warns him. At the same time that Roman comes in, because he is seen from inside Tej's garage. That these guys are stalking around the garage, yes. Yes, but they've also not, they're somehow outside, but not outside Brian's boat yet. So, like, Roman sees them in a place, or he hears them pull up or something, and is able to get to Brian before they get to Brian, and also get outside to stall them. And when he
1: approaches, he sees Monica there and thinks that they hooked up, And says, like, oh, you got your little girlfriend here or whatever, right?
0: Them fighting has got to stop. Like, I understand that Roman is tired of Brian getting in trouble over females. But, like, it just, it's so weird. Like, we don't need the conflict here. I don't... Th- Unless – so it also feels like he's either in love with Monica or Brian or just like what you're trying to – it feels like you're trying to break them up like you're you're shitty or whatever because like he and Monica are just like yelling at each other and this is not the first time. It, like all movie long, they've been like sort of nitpicking. Who? Roman and Brian – Roman and Monica.
1: What? When did Roman and Monica argue in this? Oh, the like the – like just all over and like this stuff? Is that what you're talking in, about? In
0: this minute, yeah, because he goes – Oh, I yeah, see what cause... they're looking for. Your little girlfriend here. And she's like, I snuck out. And then, you know, he's like, what are they doing here? That Like, he, he just, he's treating her shitty. And she's like, I don't know, maybe they're guessing.
1: Roman's just mad because Roman finds her very attractive and Brian. And sh- and she clearly has, like, eyes for Brian.
0: So you think he's in love with her? It's not...
1: Not, like, even in love. He's just, like, infatuated with he's her. He's Yeah. He's infatuated with her. He was like, oh, man, like, look at this hot girl. Like, I'm going to get her because, like roman thinks he's like this you know mega stud in his head right. and then like brian does essentially nothing and she's like i'll ride with him and like all this other stuff so like he's just getting irritated that his like buddy's like stealing the girl that he has like a mild crush on that's why he's reacting but she's never shown roman any interest at all she just constantly shits on him right okay okay that's the dynamic i feel i'm picking but up this is on.
0: not the first time that he is like been shitty about her or to her like it seems like he has just been condescending to the fact that she and brian are together to both brian and to monica and it's just like come on like we're we're yeah
1: that's not gonna make her like you it's just you know it's just like a petty stupid boy thing that would be like like i'm just gonna be grumpy that you like the other boy and you're like okay fine whatever
0: and it's not like in in the like in the whole like pickup artist thing of it all or whatever where he's, like no
1: he's just grumpy about he's, it. he's not, not negging being petty. her because like she's yeah. with
0: somebody right so it's like what are you doing my man
1: yeah and, and also like brian and monica are pretending to keep this professional
0: yes even though mm,
1: everybody sees it but i mean they're pretending like they haven't done anything like weird yet you know what i mean
0: r- right But we have spent this entire uh, minute on a boat in a new scene. So what did you notice? There's a lot of things going on in the background. Maybe some of Teja's stuff, maybe some of Brian's stuff. But what's happening in this scene?
1: I think this is fully Brian's stuff. And he lives in a total bachelor pad. And it is awesome. (laughs) It's like surfboards, backseat of a car. He has the TV on some uh, rims instead of having a table or anything. There's just... Oil filters and air filters mixed in with food on the counter. Like, none of it makes any sense, but it's awesome, and I really enjoy it. But I took, like, a pretty extensive inventory, I think you can see.
0: Is there anything weird or of note, or not really?
1: I can't figure out what the poster is in the background. It looks like it should be, like, a movie poster for, like, an 80s rock movie. or You know what I mean? Like, it has, like, big, like like girls that are like, you know, half naked, but also like look like they were about to play guitars and kind of look like kiss a little bit, you know, like weird things like that. Nothing super duper weird, just a weird combination of things. Like when you see all of it together, you're like, that's just like a weird combination of stuff. The TV on the car room, I think was like the most interesting thing that I caught.
0: What was in that safe house? Was it a TV or was it a microwave? What was really filthy?
1: TV was micro or the TV was really, really gross. It was a white TV that had like Handprints all over. It was like brown. Remember. So the slapped
0: roof of a microwave was the scene. It was the cha 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 scene, right? Like that was.
1: Yeah, that was the popcorn one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so what? So this is now two movies in a row where TV has been in a weird place or a notable or noteworthy for one reason or another.
1: Kind of, but it, it also feels like very. That actually feels very authentic, right? Like if you're like a guy that's a car guy, and you have like rims and a t in like all these fucking. He has so many oil filters. Like, you only change, how, like, how often is he changing the oil in the car? And why does he keep the oil filters and the air filter inside the boathouse when Tej has a whole ass garage right next to him? So, like, he must have, like, taken them out of the garage, brought them into the boat, shut them in with him without a locked door because Monica just walks in. So, what, what was the point of that it doesn't make any I sense
0: don't know i was looking as you were talking i was looking at the minute to see the poster on the wall and it looks so the poster is like square so i think i would guess based on that it's like cover art like an album cover Ooh, art maybe? like an old
1: cd like you yeah. fold out the inside of the cd type situation
0: but there's no text on it that I can That's see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's, me neither. It's blurry and it's not easy to read. The only thing I can see is that there's like a woman sitting on a car, and the car looks like it's made of chrome or something, right? Like, yep.
1: Yep. That that was me too. Like I couldn't find anything to distinguish it to try to figure out what it was, because it's like woman on car poster, right? Like, yeah. what are you gonna fucking find there? Like, right. I don't yeah, know. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's, just, it's nice to be in a new place. I guess the next minute we're gonna be outside. There are gonna be the confrontation outside as Monica sneaks away. But I wanted it to is find cool. out what
1: boat it is. I should look more into that and get the num. I was trying to get the numbers off the side. It's just very, very hard to read. There's like a lot of like squiggles. Like that could be s's, could be fives. And I was like, hopefully, we just get a better shot from the outside of like the boat number, and then from there, I'm sure I could find out what boat it is.
0: Yeah, because like we do get a great external shot of the boat, like from back to front, right? Like we see the yeah. whole thing, so yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah, where so much of this movie is. Or these movies are just like, nobody needs to know what this is. It's, it's it's just a boat. It's like, it's a shitty little boat. Like, we're like, no, give us the boat. Like, let us see the boat.
1: Yeah, and I want to find, like, the fucking number of it so I can find yeah. which boat it was. Exactly.
0: The music in this scene is House Boat Visitors by David Arnold, which is a great another thing. Because it's just like, yeah, we got Brian here. We got Monica here. We got R- Roberto. We got Enrique. All these people. But, Joe, the the trivia question, what do you want to ask? Because I don't have any ideas yet. What do you want to ask for this trivia question this minute?
1: I kind of want to ask something about why Brian's sleeping in khakis, but I can't figure out a question for it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, what's well, like? We could
0: we could ask uh, when Brian w- when 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 Monica wakes Brian up, whatever. What is he wearing?
1: Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of like other like what is it like like Lightning McQueen pajamas and like
0: you know. We could say Lightning McQueen. We could just say you know just boxers or boxer briefs. We could say like uh, basketball shorts. We could say okay. So when Monica
1: I liked Brian do you like up, that? Is that okay? Is it this seems like kind of an easy one, but what's it's weird, also weird. No,
0: what's weird about the it feels like the more things in the background that you have to observe, the less the harder it is to come up with a trivia question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because like things
0: don't really happen in this minute. There's just a lot to see.
1: Yep, yep, that's fair. Ultimately I would like that's a question like like why is Monica wet? Or whatever, but like, there's no answer. Or like, well, we, we could where ask did if she we want to have from? an
0: actual question about the minute. We could say, "What news? Why does Monica show up to Brian's houseboat?" And it's because she knows that Carter's going to kill them. She's warning Brian that Carter wants to kill him. Yeah,
1: but the other answers I want to put in there to be like, she was hooking up with Brian, or like she was just getting out of the shower. Like, we can't definitively it's say speculation, yes or no, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So like, they're all technically could be right. Like, we think that she just came in. But Roman reacts like she has been there. Like, we see Brian wake up, but, like, he could... They could have been canoodling, and then they wake up, and she gets a shower. I don't know.
0: When Monica wakes Brian up in his house, but what is Brian wearing? Lightning McQueen pajamas? Cachao? only Only boxer briefs? Only khaki pants? Or sweatpants? Or only sweatpants?
1: That's beautiful. I like it.
0: All right. Do you like either of these titles more? Either Traffic Jam on the Open Seas or Brian Get a Lock for Your Door?
1: I like Brian Get a Lock for Your Door better. Okay.
0: All right, Joe, let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk about Tokyo Drift.
1: This is episode number 246, brought to you by Cell 108 Productions. What is Tokyo Thief? Tokyo Thief is a stealth game set in modern Tokyo. Shout out to that game and that company.
0: Well, shout out to that game and that company. Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. With us tonight, we have a video editor and, exciting to us and to the podcast, one of the masterminds, the creators, the founding members of Racer Trash, we have Alex Jacobs. Hello, Alex. Hi, Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And I think I knew that you were going to pick this movie, I think, but I'm still <laughs> glad that you're here for Tokyo Drift, because I think we, we love the same things about it.
3: Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. I made a if you're Racer Trash fans, I made the sleep wave out of it, which is just the drift date. Um, but I made the drift date about like six or seven minutes long and, and very vibey. Cause that's my favorite scene in maybe any movie uh, <laughs> that's hyperbole, but yeah, it's, it's, one no, of the it's, great, it's so good. And I one of the great love scenes is the drift date.
0: I reached, I, It was either right before I reached out to you or as I reached out to you, I looked on the, the racer trash discord and I just searched for fast and furious. And I remember seeing something and I don't remember, I could have done my homework and gotten the exact quote, but I remember somebody was like, are you ever going to wave Tokyo drift? And you said, well, I don't think it would be better than the actual movie or something like that. You're like <laughs> yeah. you such reverence for this movie. And I was like, yeah, you get it. Like, it's it's hard to mm-hmm. top this.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it was definitely my favorite of the franchise. But I don't know. My, my relationship with this franchise has been kind of kind of on the rocks anyway. But I, I like I was watching it again last night, and um, yeah, man, it's it's it just struck me how it's it seems like it has a lot of really good visual storytelling because all the music in it rules. Uh, yep. Basically, across the board, all the needle drops are correct. And like, I realize the movie works even better when there's no dialogue in it at all. Like, and it's just visual storytelling. And I have to wonder if that came in in the edit or what, because like the whole opening of the movie is like uh, like a silent film without the music of, of him like showing up and, and <laughs> going to his high school and like seeing the bullies and doing a, you know. Yeah. It, it really sets it, it it bails on dialogue very easily, and it seems to be for the best every time it does that.
0: I, I noticed the music this time, but also the like when Sean says what do you mean drift and then we just hear the tires before we see
3: it it's like yeah, yeah. okay
0: that's what we mean drift like you you haven't heard oh, this yeah. before this is new to the audience and to you uh you know Bama boy so welcome yes. to the show
3: uh Bama boy yes it's uh, it's funny that it's my favorite one because it easily has the least charismatic lead <laughs> of like, it's, it's like in spite of that like it's it's still uh I love it quite a bit but yeah Lucas Black
0: in his lack of charm isn't he
3: yeah i think so i think he's one of those like he he should have been a character actor. Actor, and he kind of is now or if he is i'm not i haven't he's seen him on like recently. what is it like, NCIS, ncis he's on, Vegas, Vegas, though, hundreds
0: on like a of spin-off episodes. of
3: ncis oh, oh, that seems like a good gig for him like i'll take that it just yeah they're pushing him as this like heartthrob romantic lead of any in anything is like kind of feels like a mistake to me but he's i'm not saying i don't <laughs> like him like i do enjoy him it's just funny that he is carrying supposedly carrying this movie because uh, who's actually carrying the movie is han <laughs> like is
1: 1000%. Yeah.
3: Alone has enough charisma to compensate for for Bama boy and just like even though he checks out of the movie at a certain point is like yeah he, he really carries this movie on his back
0: truly so you mentioned you mentioned your sort of you, your your relationship with the franchises on the rocks what's your uh-huh. history with the fast and furious movies did you see the first one in theaters like what was oh, the first yeah. one you saw when did you see it how many of oh, sure. them all yeah. like what what you and fast and furious give us a rundown mm-hmm.
3: i saw them i've seen uh almost all of them in theaters actually the one that i skipped was this one i've never seen tokyo drift in theaters <sighs> okay, okay. okay. it's very funny because i don't know why at the time i, th- I was young i don't know but I, I just didn't didn't check it out which is funny because i did see better luck tomorrow in theaters uh which is canon in the yeah, <laughs> which just yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone has declared canon and I loved better luck tomorrow me and my friends were like teenagers we saw that movie in theaters and walked out like what the fuck was that like it was like the best movie we had seen and then yeah I don't know for for whatever reason I just didn't check this movie out and then in the years since whenever I re this franchise it's like clearly my favorite one I saw them all I mean the first one, the cultural impact of the first one can't really be <laughs> overstated. I was in like sixth grade when the first one came out, and it was all we talked about like the and I'm not even a car guy i don't I don't have a nerd brain for cars. I don't really know makes and models or any of that, but like that movie was just undeniable. it was like omnipresent um when it dropped and i I always kind of believed in the franchise. I was always saying, um. Uh, I remember saying after the third, there was like a long time between the third and the fourth one. And I was like, they got to bring back Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. It would rule. Like, don't tell me that wouldn't rule. And uh, they did. And it like, it was, I was always kind of a cheerleader for this franchise, but then the last few I've really just been, uh, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm a little tired. Like it, it, it's very sad that Paul Walker died, obviously. And that, that may Mm -hmm. have been the death knell for the franchise, I'm happy it's still going, but it seems like it would be in everybody's best interest for the next one to bomb. I know it won't, but like it's it, Vin Diesel obviously is hubris, is like is, is causing a problem. There's got to be something. There needs to be some kind of repercussions to the fact. I, I suppose losing Justin Lin and having him replaced by Louis Leterrier is, is uh, should be a, a, a clear like sign that something is going wrong. But right, I, yeah, I don't think that he's getting that message because he's still just posting his vlogs about how this is going to be the best one ever. It's going to win an Oscar, and you just like want him to. Please sit down. Uh, yeah. Well, but before, before that, and like you know,
0: it's it's hard to not be concerned with the way that things have gone. We're trying to we try to be positive. Yeah. We try not to bash Vin too much, but like you chase oh, sure. away the rock, and then you chase away yeah. Yet. The moon, And just like. <laughs> Yeah, God, like come, like let's let's figure mm-hmm. something out here, right? Like, it's yeah. something... all
1: roads lead home, man, for yeah. sure. And it's
3: yeah, yeah and I, I honestly like I'm, I'm happy that we're gonna get a new original movie from Justin Lin instead. I, I love uh, he made my favorite of the new Star Trek movies, like Head and Shoulders. I, I love Star Trek Beyond compared to the other what ones. What was like, the
0: last original movie he made? I, I don't even know the answer to that question. Was it all the way back
3: making the game? It has to be right. Oh
0: that's even like a sequel to game
3: of oh, death yeah and he did what, what uh he did that weird boxing movie right with james franco that like was a <laughs> That like um or am I've i, I thinking of this. i think oh. i'm confu- confusing it with black dahlia i get them mixed up but like yeah the annapolis is this movie with
0: so yeah the, the boat movie annapolis yeah with james yes. franco and tyrese and jordana brewster so he's basically yeah taking yeah. fast and furious and putting it in on a boat or something right or... yeah yeah
3: so i i don't i didn't see it i don't it's, <laughs> it's not on a boat it's like a naval academy movie I so everything about it was not interesting to me. So no, I, I didn't it is a boxing. It, yeah. I, I I didn't yeah. doubt you, but it, like,
0: the, the titled <laughs> Annapolis I always thought there was a boat on the on the poster. There's no boat on the poster. There's planes on the poster, <laughs> and it's about boxing. What the?
3: Fuck? Yeah, I have no idea. I did not see it. Uh, I I don't know, but I do. That said, I I really like him as a filmmaker. Um, I think if you haven't watched Star Trek Beyond recently, it is like the the good one of those. You okay. go back. And, in my opinion, if you go back and watch the JJ ones, it's like a short. You're like, uh like we, this was acceptable for the time. I don't, uh, and and um, yeah, that one, Star Trek Beyond, just feels like a fun adventure with a fun crew. But like it feels like a good episode of one of the shows in the best way, which uh, I, I really like about it. Well, it's amazing
0: that J.J. Abrams gets to make two thirds of a franchise and consistently whiffs on making the good one, right? <laughs> <So> like-
3: yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always yeah that's, that's so crazy yeah but he's uh i my only theory about him is that he's got to be amazing in meetings like there's no way a meeting with jj doesn't go great like because he's that has to be what's making this happen i don't know it's, or
0: people just love that bad robot title card it's like i want that yeah. on my movie. let's get that in here <laughs>
3: yeah it's true because i was uh, i've i got into star trek during the pandemic i was never a star trek guy and i i watched all of like next generation and you go back and watch the JJ Star Trek movies and and the fucking Enterprise is always falling apart and all this chaos is happening and you're like this would not have been acceptable, um, Picard's Enterprise <laughs> like this is crazy, this, yeah everything about it doesn't work or even the the Kirk from the movies I, I haven't watched the original series but I watched the original cast movies and you're just like this is it's all just noise it's so much bombast and the like Star Trek is supposed to be pretty boring in general it feels like it's supposed to be for everybody's good at their jobs and chaos doesn't happen
0: this might be tough I th- I, I I think I did warn you to prep you with this but. Do- do you have rankings of the Fast and Furious movies by how much you like them, from favorite to least favorite?
3: Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I did a, a note for that. Wait, let me see if I still agree with this, because it changes every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number one is Tokyo Drift, for sure. Um, okay. Number two is Fast Five. That was uh, very thrilling when Fast Five dropped. We were all happy about it. That that one was the surprise. Like, that, we were all like... Because the, the fourth one did pretty well, but it wasn't quite like the franchise was saved. And then Fast Five just came out like a fucking... Right. Like, yeah, Fast Five was great. Uh Fur- Furious 6 is the next one for yeah. me. That was also very fun. I saw that uh with the in the rumble seats, whatever you call that in D-Box, oh, like the 4D D- or
0: whatever the yeah hell. Yeah,
3: and they vibrated when the cars turned on. They danced with the opening credits. Whoever programmed the dance, I, they deserve a raise. They did a great job. The after that, I would go with the original, The Fast and the Furious. That's um cool. then the fourth one, Fast and Furious.
0: Okay, that's that's pretty high, but that's you know That's that, really that's high. The that yeah, it's it slowly inches up. At least my, I, I think Joe's too. Like it's, it has.
3: Yeah. I appreciate it more and more. I didn't like it too much at the time, but I saw the promise. I was like, I'm glad that he gets to make another one of these because obviously yeah. it was getting there. But when I rewatch it, I, I like it more. Maybe I'm more forgiving with it. I don't know, but it's Same. like That, that really yeah. was like kind of a the the era where it, like four through six is what it was like. Uh, quietly like getting exciting to be you know you were cheering for this underdog franchise i don't know now i'm kind of tired of it because it's too it's it's gotten too successful and it's not like a you, you know it's not the underdog anymore there's nothing well, about in it in a way it doesn't need about, our support
0: Yeah,
2: in the <laughs>
3: underdog
0: sense like it's underdog compared to marvel but like in turn like every movie yeah. makes a billion dollars like it's still wildly successful it has more big names maybe even than marvel marvel movies right like it's it's not yeah. the underdog but in a way Maybe just Mm -hmm. because like we're too close to it and like we just see the feedback and like people hate these movies. They're like, I can't believe they're making another one in a way that I feel like people just like enough Marvel. We get it. But like people don't like hate those movies, but people hate these movies. So I feel like as much as the movie that makes a billion dollars can be, it's still kind of an underdog, but it's not like you're right. It's not like it was
3: 10, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. Well, especially at that time too. What was it like? 2011 or whenever? I forget when exactly the Five came out
0: in 2011. Yeah, yeah,
3: that was Fast Five. And when you think about what other franchise movies were coming out at the time, yeah, Marvel was happening. But like, there there was like Divergent or like what I don't know. Like like it felt like Hunger Games was still going strong. And that fast the the Fast and the Furious franchise was like head and shoulders the most diverse thing that was being put out at that level. And it was successful. So it was like, and it took how many years? Like now even now I mean they're not great about it now but even now it's like they're finally kind of getting the memo like okay diversity yes like we should maybe shoot for that but like this was happening what 11 years ago and <laughs> yeah that that made it kind of this thing it was very exciting to see it do so well and it was just they were just well-made fun movies they're like like I said about Tokyo Drift, like the, there's visual storytelling in Fast Five that really works even as as hammy as the dialogue is. Like when the camera pans over to reveal the bridge, like the train's heading for a bridge, you're like everyone in the theater gasps. Like that, that <laughs> moment works. Like, so that that makes them very, it's, it's very exciting just to watch competently like constructed action movies. Yeah. and and I felt like they kind of lost that later on. Like, I uh, I think they did their best with fear. I, I guess I should continue my ranking. Sorry. I, I. No, keep going. Keep going. Please talk. Deeply, You're doing great. Thank deeply you. ADHD brain. So I go off on a lot of tangents. But like the, I don't know, man, like seven, I think they did the best they could with seven given the circumstances. It's really hard to avoid that dark cloud, right? Yep. Like that is just hanging over the whole thing. But like, still, it felt like kind of the rhythm was off a bit. It wasn't quite something wasn't quite connecting. Uh, okay, my next is Fast 9, which I guess, I don't know. I I would actually maybe put Fast 9 lower. As much as I was glad to see Justin back and it is competently made, I felt nothing watching Fast 9, truly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm going to revise my ranking right now and say 7. <laughs> <laughs> 7 comes next, and then below that is Fast 9, uh, which... Okay. That was my second movie back in theaters. I, I was, like, going back to theaters, but, again, I had moved away, so I, like, just went alone to, like, a theater in a small town in Wisconsin. And uh, it was just not – I just kind of stared at it until it ended, and then I, like, left. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. I don't care well, what they've done the 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 other thing about Vin Diesel is that because in his role as producer um Dom has to be the most important character in each of these stories, and he's the least interesting character now. He was the most interesting character in the first movie, for sure, but like now he's just the strongest, wisest guy. Yep. like it's too and the, the movie's almost like they're they're designed to kind of fetishize him or like make him this like you know they're all in awe of him yeah fetishize is definitely the wrong word but like it's like they're all the movies like look up at dom as this god and like that makes him it, it's not interesting you know he's going to get out of every scrap they should yep. allow themselves to like make one of them be about i don't know Ludacris and tyrese or something they, they should let them kind of he's never going to let Dom be one of the lesser people in the ensemble. So that's why I'm just like never going to care again. And we're doing flashbacks to when his dad died. And I'm just like this, I'm not feeling a thing here. <laughs> I would love to be feeling something, but this this really just doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Um, so that was how I felt about Fast 9, which again, which was well made, very well constructed, but I, I just didn't. They're also kind of doing the Ocean's Eleven thing a little too much now. Like, the, like I said about, you know Dom's going to get out of everything, but sometimes it's not him and sometimes it's like, oh, the SWAT team is arresting them. What's going to, you know, happen? And then they're they're alone in the truck with the SWAT team and the leader takes off her mask and it's Cardi well, yeah, B. Yeah. Hey, yep. uh, hey, Cardi B. And yeah, so it's it's just that Ocean's Eleven thing of like, oh, well, he's on it too. And it doesn't, I don't know. Nothing means anything. I don't, I've don't, I, not, I, I feel no, uh kind of ironically in a franchise where we lost Paul Walker I feel no danger for any of the characters I don't think we're going to lose anybody
0: well that's <laughs> the thing like we you know they keep adding people and we say almost every time that like we have this conversation that we need stakes we need somebody like the threat of dying and now instead of people dying we're like okay so when is Giselle going to come back because we never saw a body so like yeah. instead of people <laughs> at risk of dying it's like people yeah. are at risk of coming back to life and just crowding up the screen more like which we would love I would love to have Gal Gadot in the back of Same. the
3: Yeah. But... yeah.
0: But I'd also love a movie where, like, Roman or Tej or someone just, like, gets killed. It's like, oh my God, like, people can die.
3: Yeah, that would bring the stakes back. But it's, it's like, it's almost, you know, Marvel is an apt comparison. They are comics now. It's like nobody really dies except for <laughs> Paul Walker, who didn't, they didn't kill his character right. off. He's just, and then they uh, might bring him back, too, with, like, you know, CGI or whatever, right? Uh, so, uh, God, I hope not. That's ghoulish to me every time. I can't, like, I can't abide that. Um, okay. Anyway, the my last. Dead bottom is Fate of the Furious. I was not a fan of Fate of the Furious. Uh, I think that's probably the least well constructed of any of them. Oh wait, where did I, I put Too Fast Too Furious somewhere? Right, did I even mention that? No, I
0: missed it. You missed Too Fast. Where where would you uh, have
3: that? That was in the fifth spot. I would probably put that a little lower now, but I, I do enjoy that movie. <laughs> I have. Um, uh, I, I have, like, nostalgia for that movie. I remember watching it in theaters and just, like, that, knowing that it was kind of bad and dumb and we were all going to go see it, but, like, yeah. enjoying it. I like it when Tyrese eats James Remar's lunch that always gets a laugh out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's my lunch. So, yeah, that, that's that's great. That's a great moment. That's
0: <laughs> we are we are doing, in the in intro to every episode, we're doing the movies minute by minute. So we did the entire first movie, and we're stuck in We're not stuck. But, well, maybe that's the right <laughs> word, because we're in the middle yeah. of two right now, and it feels... Yeah. Interminably longer than doing it the first movie, like it just feels. Yeah, it
3: is. <laughs> so that movie makes you sweat a bit. And like, uh, who's that actor from his? Uh, he was in Dazed and Confused, who plays like a Cuban drug lord in in Too Fast and Furious. Oh, Carter like,
0: Verone is uh, the guy who's in Yellowstone. Now, what's his name? Yeah,
3: just like a clearly an Irish actor. I don't <laughs> like Irish American actor. Who's Cole Hauser. Guy? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Cole Hauser, absolutely. Yeah, I just watched Dazed and Confused recently, and I was like, that's the man, I remember seeing him play a drug lord uh doing that 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 rat in the bucket thing um yeah i don't know i I think too fast too furious is pretty ridiculous but i like it uh it is it is uh it's hard for me to come up with reasons like compelling reasons to explain why i think it deserves that high of a spot but it's I, i still enjoy that stretch of the franchise it's really the last few where i'm just like i'm i'm tired of this now man i'm not i i don't I'm not rooting for you guys. Can like they bring ever. you
1: back? Is there anything they could do to bring you back?
3: Like <laughs> I really if you don't in know.
1: ten Well it sounds like you're still gonna watch them, right? But
0: yeah, like, I think Joe's question is still it.
1: valid. Like what what would get you excited
0: about? Like if uh, something happened in the next movie, like what, what would you what's your ideal version of Fast Ten?
3: Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. my ideal thing. I like I think Fast Ten needs to needs to bomb. It needs to not make money. <laughs> I know that it's going to, but like <laughs> it's it, it just needs to like the, they need to take a hit because this is it's too.
1: What if like the first half of it? Because like Vin has said, like oh, it's going to be two parts. Like what if the first half just tanks?
3: <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, I don't I think, know, like yeah. how could it? Like there's no. That's way what that I'm it saying. I don't know fun, how but, yeah. it could,
1: but like what what do you like? Do they finish it? Like what if it mm-hmm. like bombs so bad that there's just oh, like no. never a conclusion? They,
3: I just saw that because I saw Top Gun Maverick, um, which is why I have to join the Navy, and uh, it it uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I salute your that's,
0: service. I am giving you the little emoji. That's the half a face with the hand above yeah, your eyes. Like, I send the eyes. Yeah, that's the
3: emoji. That unfortunately is the deal. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you buy a ticket to Top Gun Maverick, but like there, there was a trailer for the next Mission Impossible, and the trailer has the title of it as Dead Re- Dead Reckoning Part One, and I was like, oh, that's a mistake. Like, I am going to see it, but don't call it Part One. Like, just call the next one something else, and then you get everybody with like a to be continued card. But don't telling <laughs> telling us right now that it's the first of a two parter. I think is just going to make people snicker. So <laughs> yeah, don't be doing that. I'm sure it'll be good. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I I didn't know Fast 10 was going to be in two parts, but I guess that makes uh, sense. But are they going to call it Fast? Like, is it Mega Man X rules where they're going to go X2 or is it gonna I, be we
1: don't know like we don't even know we're curious so we, we've been talking about it yeah he
3: mm-hmm. was just on james corden's show and we're
0: like how does he refer to it and he doesn't even actually say it james corden calls it fast 10 but now it's fast x we're like is it fast x because like it felt like mm-hmm. until we saw f9 in theaters we did not know the title of it and we have a podcast about the franchise like it was so <laughs> the marketing about it was so confusing. even when
1: he was doing the like what was he he was showing the trailer they had this i, I don't know if you remember they had this like big like expo in like Miami. a month
0: before the lockdown
1: Yeah, and they're like, here's the, like, the final trailer release, or, like, maybe even the first trailer release, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do it, and there was, like, you know, like, a whole, like, stage and things like that, and Vin Diesel called it at least four different things during that presentation.
3: (laughs) That makes sense. I mean, from what I hear, he basically just, like, walk up, like, the, the movies are constructed around him. Walking up to the writer, being like, this should happen. And then they have to like figure that out. Like, that's the level of power he has over them now.
0: Yeah, we heard that recently too that like he's like, that people pitch him action sequences and like, no, nah, that's not going to work or that is going to work or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's wild. And he
3: didn't have that kind of power on um, the first movie. So <laughs> I don't know. No. I, I think he, I think he might have his hooks in this a little too much. Even though, yes, it, it is built around him, but like, He's become the like the least interesting part of it now to me. It feels like things have gone gone south. Uh, I'm happy for the run that it had, but maybe they should have called it around seven or eight. I don't know.
0: Like years ago now, probably like three years ago, we had a guest on to talk about Furious Seven, and she kind of broke our brains in terms of how really truly disruptive the franchise's narrative was by Paul dying. Like, if you think about fate and you think about the baby on the plane, like, it makes a lot more sense that that's Mia and their baby as opposed to Elena, who hasn't been around in a couple movies and a baby yeah. we didn't know about. And it feels like there was this whole, like, I don't know if they were going to end it after eight or nine or ten or whatever, but it felt like there was, like, a no pun intended for six, like a runway toward an end goal. Yep. And then he dies, and instead of, you know, ending the franchise, they keep going. Yeah. And it's just, it's unclear what what changed they say nothing changed but we're like that's not that's not possibly true
3: right uh, so I, no i mean it couldn't be i mean unless they just didn't have it actually planned out that far ahead which i would believe but yeah it, it uh his death kind of signaled where the movies started going bad for me, which is, I, I never can say he was never my favorite part of these movies at all. But like, especially when they, when they all, when the cast started fighting in the press, I started thinking like, man, was he, he must've been like the peacekeeper or something. like Cause now they're all mad at each other. Uh, so when Tyrese was like posting videos, yeah, it just seemed, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's sort of a shame that it, Got that bad, and now you have yeah. the, the Rock in the press calling Vin Diesel manipulator and shit. Like, oh, man, yeah, this is, uh, we we had a <laughs> long
1: time thought that that this was just gonna be like a fake beef that was like some kind of like wrestling promo where like, look, the Rock has to be back for ten, right? Like he has to come back, he has to rejoin. There's and no he has way to, he doesn't. He, there's no way he doesn't. And then like as this goes on, we're like, nah, it seems like it's. Gone pretty south. between yeah. all of them.
3: So I don't think he's coming back. Uh, I don't think so either. Yeah. I'd be, I would not be surprised if other cast members left too. Like we're going to be wondering, like, Ooh. oh, that, that guy was not in it very much. And, like maybe some people are just going to have a few scenes and then disappear. I don't know. It just seems like like Vin Diesel's pushing everybody off the hill uh, <laughs> unintentionally. That's something we never
1: yeah. even thought about. Joey is like Vin could like they're still shooting. Vin could very mm-hmm. much like push somebody else. Out of the movie
0: or Rage quit himself.
3: Yeah. No, oh, no. I don't, know if, I, too much I don't think he would do that. Yeah. He, and he has too much power. So, like, it's yeah. obvious that they're deferring to him on everything. So, like, I don't, when's it supposed to come out?
0: Next. April I think oh, either fuck. April
3: or May like we're we're on, we're well under a year from now
0: like we're about nine months or so from now
3: yeah a lot can happen in that time uh, uh, they're like uh it's entirely possible that they will still be working on this movie like weeks out from release so yeah it's uh uh do you I think, think so
1: I- like do you, do you think that's definitely like like they're not gonna have it wrapped up. They're still gonna be like editing and doing all that shit think, at the end. Uh,
3: yeah, on a movie of this scale, I would say yes. Uh, in my experience, yes, that is possible and actually common. Uh, that, that, oh. yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, I don't yeah. There's a lot. Of things I want to see the like Vin that.
1: the Vin cut of the movie, which oh, is yeah. just gonna be all Dom scenes, nobody else in the movie, just yeah. Dom monologues, right? I mean,
3: that's what it seems like it's gonna be, that's, that's what it, in his heart that seems to be what the franchise is. That's what he's <laughs> he's, he's trying to bring. People go back but he just wants it all to revolve around him and he's like it's about family but he's like the the head of it i don't know it, it yeah <laughs> he's the reason that that people are leaving so i i don't i don't know i can't root for it anymore i was rooting for it before but i'm not i just uh, i don't think this franchise uh needs my my help but i i love uh i still love tokyo drift i loved making that sleepwave for it i love Talking about this franchise, I've watched them all, so like it's it's a part of, you know, my, my movie going uh, experience. But I just I don't know. Yeah, nine was kind of a depressing experience for me. I didn't even have the excuse of like, well, this was poorly directed or pro- like it was all there. I should have enjoyed it, but I just didn't feel a thing. And I was like, no, well, I, I get check it. You know, and it's
0: mo- it's a movie that like we loved, and then we kind of got burnt out on because I we scheduled way too many of them in a row, and then I think it's coming back up. But I, I do understand why someone would not like it. Yeah. That- it's, it's a lot. It's a lot.
3: Like I I found more joy in in like I have more joy thinking about Too Fasty Furious, you know. That's why that's higher. Like, that's just like yeah, as much as that one is is more of a chore to get through. The fact that they brought in Louis Leterrier and they're like just gonna I don't know. It all feels much more homogenous now. It doesn't feel
0: Let's focus. No, let's focus on a good movie. Let's focus on Tokyo Drift before <laughs> yeah, we start call. talking about this movie yeah. in general. We have a question that we're kicking off every conversation this lap with. We are planning, because in between the Fast and Furious conversation that we're having when we watch these movies, we are doing heist movies. Because every lap is a theme, and this is our heist lap, and so we're watching heist movies in between. So for each episode, we're starting off by picking someone from a character from the movie to join a heist team. We don't know the exact job yet. But if you had to pick someone from this movie, a character from Tokyo Drift to join a heist crew, to take down some aspirational gold, who would you pick from this movie? I think there's an obvious answer. So you can go with that if you want. You can go outside the box, whatever you want to do. But who from this movie would you trust on a heist team to help you take down whatever job you were doing?
3: Huh? I don't know. I I have to say the obvious answer is Han. But in watching it again this time, I was really taken by the uh, Drift King's performance uh i actually think that i think that guy's great in this movie it's like i they should have brought him back that would have been interesting he he like every scene with him and lucas black he out charisma's him like crazy like you just want to your eyes are on him when they're like facing off for sure han is the obvious answer bow wow is perhaps a more obvious answer as well but uh i'm yeah i'm gonna say the the drift king
1: that's a great answer he was on my short list i a thousand percent agree (laughs) the only thing is, is he's like a little bit of a schmuck right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just, he loses. just a tiny
3: bit. He, he is dethroned. He loses, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I found myself really all throughout the movie being like, I, I kind of want, like wish this movie was about him. Like this, it seems like he would be more because like the thing, yeah, that's the other thing about watching the, the fast and the beers movie called Tokyo drift is they're like, okay, well how can we make a movie about drifting and make sure that the protagonist is white? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, I, yep. I don't know. Yep. I, it feels like you could have easily made this movie without doing that. It might've been better. Uh, <laughs> even though you're an American studio.
0: The only issue is that if the heist, and we don't know where this is happening, if it happens in Tokyo, we know that D.K. can't return because he has—he's honor bound. He's in right? Exile <laughs> forever. Yes. I uh, love Lose that. Lose one yeah. race and never come back to the city where you've ostensibly spent your entire life. And yeah. you, every, yeah. everyone you know, all the things you love, everywhere, everything. Yeah, it's
3: all in Tokyo. F- I'm fuzzy on his age too because he's not—he doesn't go to the high school, right? So no, he's like, he doesn't post high school
1: but he knows neela so he's close early
0: mid-20s like i would peg Mm -hmm. him at like 22 24 possibly i meant
3: to look up that actor i didn't i forgot to do it but yeah he's in like
1: er now i think right oh really brian t i think is his name right and he's in he's on like one of these he plays a doctor on one of these hospital shows
3: Oh, that's cool. I'm always happy to hear that an actor got a gig on a show, because that means they're getting paid.
0: So he is best known for, yes, Chicago Med and the spinoffs. That's right. He plays Doctor Duncan <laughs> Choi. Yep. He's in Tokyo Drift, The Wolverine, wow. Jurassic World, and Teenage, Mut- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadow. So yeah, I guess his main <laughs> thing is Chicago Med and spin spinoffs. And I then, would yeah. not have
3: pegged him for Chicago Med, man. That's crazy. But yeah, All he's- All these
0: people from this movie, they're going and getting these checks. Like, it's- yeah. <laughs> I love it. Get the bag. Sean, yeah. right? I like you, brother. Like, yep
3: yeah i get it yeah that's fine although it was it was nice to see them again in fast nine i'll admit but like i liked seeing that it was him and um you see him and you see bow wow and you see uh the guy who plays earl yeah yeah uh who i think he was also in better Luck tomorrow um that i was, had was yeah, Jason yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um better Look Tomorrow is great i meant to watch that again before this but i couldn't find it in time but yeah uh, I think it might be on some some I want to say it's maybe on the Criterion channel I don't know if that's just wishful thinking it's a really cool movie I mean if memory serves but like that it, it it's funny to me that that was placed in the canon of, of Fast and the Furious because it's such a different kind of movie it feels almost, it's like a such like an house teen like yeah movie yep. and well, at Drift King, I thought he was really uh, I was very taken by his screen presence on this watch. I was like, that guy should like that would be a more interesting character to bring back into the fold, I think. Even though, like, especially now that he's lost, he's been humbled, you know, he's the that, that might be there might be more dramatic possibilities there. When when they like first meet and they're doing that face-to-face thing, like he is just crushing that scene. Like that guy's absolutely yeah. understanding what he's supposed to be doing. As much as you want to you're supposed to root for Bama boy. You just kind of like, he just looks like this, like out of place gorilla. He does not like, what is that man doing there? Like he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to rag on his performance because I do like the actor. I just think he's wrong in the role. I think he was the wrong choice, but a lot of the scenes where he's supposed to be, intimidating and assertive like I, they don't work at all just because of the timber of his voice and like the, what the accent does to his voice I'm just like oh i can't like i recently i watched uh, all the twilight movies i'd never oh, seen yeah them. yeah yes. i i had never seen them and I, I was like it's time like i saw i found them for a dollar each on dvd so i was like yeah fuck it it's time let's go and like every scene that taylor lautner is in like he obviously has the the look uh he he takes his shirt off and looks beefy and all that but then he's he's like bella what do you know and it's you're just like you can't take him seriously and it's it's really too bad I like the whole time watching it i was like he he really should have smoked cigarettes for about four years okay like, don't <laughs> smoke cigarettes i know bad but yeah also like i think his he, he could have benefited from his voice going down a few notches there because it's just like you you can't take that seriously it's, it just doesn't work i don't know that's and i felt the same thing with some of the line deliveries from uh from Bama boy in in this. Yeah. You don't, that's why it feels like he should be in a subservient role. And he is uh, with Han. That's why it feels like the movie could be about Han should have been about Han, but yeah, he's, he's this gopher and kind of gets better at racing throughout. Um, One of my favorite things about this movie is that um, it is actually about racing. Uh, the yeah. <laughs> yes. most yes. of the movies in this franchise are not about racing, and this one actually is. It's about a character who's not very good at racing. He likes to do it, but he's not good at it. And then he has to get better at it so that he can. You see him get better at it. You watch him learn, and like that's like the most functional story of any of the movies in this franchise. Because he, it really is just about a guy who wants to, you know, learn how to drift so he can defeat uh, his rival, and he does.
0: Very simple story, and it works, and that's why we love this movie. Joe, who is your pick for the heist? crew
1: there's there's the obvious answer of Han but you know what I I have to go kind of similar to Alex but I'm gonna go Uncle Kamada
3: oh okay uh, Sonny Chiba
1: yeah I gotta go Sonny Chiba he's running shit in Japan he has <laughs> yeah. your connections he seems intimidating <laughs> he can also kind of fly under the radar but he seems like I keep picking these older leadership kind of guys in these movies but I think that that's you're gonna have a whole it. team
0: of people who have been there before
1: yeah. Yeah. Which you is not a I mean. Right? Like, the, the experience. <laughs> experience. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to win the, I'm going to win the championship with, with the team. That's the veterans. That's what I'm going to do.
3: I like, uh, Sonny Chiba's outfits in this movie. Seems They're amazing. Like fun, yeah. Fun role for him. He gets to come in, just do a couple scenes and just be like, wear furs and lavish, like that. just be the boss in every scene. Yeah. Good gig, Sonny.
0: I was so expecting one of you to say Han that I was all queued up with a Twinkie defense, and I was be like, he's the one who can get you whatever <laughs> you need. Twinkie's a great choice. Twinkie, I, he yeah. was on my
1: short list, too, but...
3: Twinkie is a good choice.
0: But I'm going to go with Han, because we can't not pick Han for Tokyo. No, Trip, somebody so has to I will, pick him. I, I will agree. pick Han. I will take one for the team and pick, you know, the most handsome, charismatic, cool guy in the entire Chameleon. Mm. If I have to, I will pick Han. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, th- he doesn't need a defense. He's... He's like the, the heart. Guy he's the lifeblood of this movie. Yep. He is the one that you root for. He's on screen for so little amount of time and he leaves last. He's so cool Ooh. that they literally rewrote the franchise to bring him back in. And like you said, in Fast Five, we know he is the chameleon. He's the one who can like kind of blend into whatever and do whatever and just whatever job needs to get done, he'll get done. He's got the track record, he's got the leadership within his little group. It's Han.
1: My only negative I have for Han is that at this point, although we don't know it, Han has, what, $10 million? So I think his motivation might be low.
0: All of our guys in Five and Beyond are all multimillionaires, right? Like in That's Every, true. every one of true. these movies. Yeah. So.
3: Uh, Han also, as we know, has been, uh, we thought he died, but he was, in fact, we know now, uh, recruited by the government to be a spy. So yeah. I don't I don't know he might be how busy. did you feel
1: about the how did you feel about the <laughs> Han reveal can you uh, please talk, tell me how you felt about it big,
3: big sigh I, yeah it's like okay fine yes that's fine I know that when he was in the trailer that was a big deal um, yeah that was more like when I was getting I was like they can't do that they can't do that like I was really like like that like this like it meant everything that he died I, I was acting like you can't just take it back now but like then by the time I actually saw it in the movie I was like yeah sure fine whatever bring it back I get it you want to <laughs> yeah. you, you Work with that guy again. I get it. Justin Lin always wants to bring him in, <laughs> so fine, sure. But it, it's it, it is at that point. It's like this is X Men. These are X Men comics. Like this, is nobody's nobody is actually going to die unless the actor dies. And like you said, even then, like maybe not. But it, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. They're all just immortal now. So like the I don't know. Yeah, I, I struggle with my feelings about it because it's very funny for me to act like like back like three like around the third or fourth movie like I, I was uh worried about these characters like we could lose anyone at any time like no of course I wasn't feeling that but it just now it feels so there are no real stakes they all have money you know like they all, they're all multimillionaires. they yep. have you know Michelle Rodriguez is back uh Dom got his baby uh oh I was not a fan of Hobbs and Shaw either I was glad that wasn't included in the uh whatever the lineup the ranking that would be dead well yeah, you can or not it's, it that's a
0: real divide among people who like i don't think this yeah. is a fast and furious movie or people who love it it's fun whatever it's it's you know I, I don't push we don't push that one way or the other it's just if you want to rank it you can if not it, but yeah so you're not really a fan
3: of that movie I, no i uh yeah i saw it in theaters i, I don't like the deadpool movies uh <laughs> that i think was that directed by one of the deadpool directors i don't know uh,
0: yes i think so i think david leach did it
3: yeah, it felt very much like a Deadpool movie to me. And I just did mm. that, that tone and the tone of the action and each of the sequences. I just didn't really care for. It wasn't it didn't do much for me. I thought Idris Elba was good in it. I think he's good in everything. But yeah, I found the movie to just be kind of eh, like <laughs> Yeah, David Leach
0: did the John Wick movies, but he also did Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw, Atomic Blonde, and Nobody. Oh. Like, for the most part, like he makes pretty good movies. It's just did he do
3: all of the John Wick movies or when did he tap out?
0: Oh, no, maybe he just co-directed, because Chad Stahelski did them.
3: There's something about that kind of Deadpool style of action that's very, (laughs) I'm hesitant to say CG, like, too much CG, because obviously there's so much CG in the Fast and Furious movies, but, like, it just doesn't, nothing feels like it has any actual weight. It's a lot of, like, the long take of Jason Statham fighting guys in that room or something i don't know it just doesn't doesn't mean anything <laughs> although it's funny to me now too that louis leterrier is coming to, back to direct a fast and the furious movie and jason statham is the probably not, not all, going yeah. to be in mm-hmm. it yeah <laughs> after their after their time on the transporter together uh which i also really liked back when they came out i remember like seeing transporter in theaters and liking it a lot so let's talk now about
0: Tokyo Drift specifically. This is your favorite movie. I think we talked a lot about reasons mm-hmm. why, but favorite moments, favorite scenes, favorite needle drops. Like, what do you love about this movie? Well, I the guess- song.
3: I mean, we know the song. The, yeah, the, the theme song is, like, everything. That the, song, the palpable reaction. Have you ever seen that song, like, hit in public? Have you ever seen people react to that song? It's incredible. I don't uh, think I have. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen,
1: like, people, like, hear it, like, at a bar uh, man. Yeah, or I something, have.
3: you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have, and it's good. Uh, it's every time it comes on, it's everybody loses their minds. Whether and I, I was like wondering if they even knew if it had anything to do with the movie or if that song just fucking goes. Because like you I, I don't know how many people are huge fans of Tokyo Drift, but
0: Well we we have like a little thread going on Facebook with our friend of the show, Brian Rodriguez, where every time we hear Don Zagaduro, like we film ourselves Listening to it because that's and always, always playing at weddings.
1: Always yeah. at weddings. <laughs> and when I, was, I
0: think I, I don't know if I talked about it on here or not. Maybe I think I did when I was talking about it. But I was just in Spain for a music festival and I saw DJ Shadow and he played. What is it called? Three days or four days or two days? Whatever the song is from the beginning of this movie. He played that and I'm like, this is incredible here too. Like people in that crowd don't know that song as the Tokyo Drift song, I don't think. I'm probably one of the very few people who like, oh yeah, it's Mm -hmm. from the Tokyo Drift. Like, people don't associate. They're just like, oh, this is a cool DJ Shadow song. But I don't think I think I'm with Joe. I don't think I've ever heard
1: the Teriyaki boy's song Hit in Public. Oh, well, I, I need I to start that. playing it. We need to start playing it on um, tap tunes yeah, or whatever. Uh,
3: you gotta just drop yeah, drop it at the Touch Tunes jukebox and see yeah. what
1: Did Touch
0: Tunes survive the pandemic? I hope it did.
3: Oh yeah, I think so. I had a okay, night good. I had a night where I went out and spent too much money on Touch Tunes because I drank too much and then probably only heard half the songs. So I, yeah, it's it's still there, still dangerous. <laughs> If you go to the, so there's a YouTube, whatever YouTube post of this song is, the comments on it are amazing. Uh, I remember that. I would send that link around and there's like one, one upload of the Tokyo Drift song that has like hundreds of comments and they're all like, when mom lets you hold a shopping cart or so, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the reactions to that song are, are very good. Um,
0: well, I would say it's definitely the, it's the song that has been memed the most, like in terms of, like, TikTok yeah. videos or whatever, where you see <laughs> yeah. somebody skidding yeah. through snow or ice or whatever. Like, it's always yeah. that's the
3: song, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm also, another reason I think I love this movie is that, um, I don't, well, are we Mario Kart fans? Yeah. I said, yeah. yeah, so, like, the, I'm not great at Mario Kart, but there's that level that's shaped like Yoshi, where you have to basically be drifting the entire time because it's just all sharp turns, and yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm great at that level. I'm not. I always win only at that level, and then lose all the other ones in on the circuit. Like I'm not that good at Mario Kart, but I, I love uh, to be drifting <laughs> the entire time. It's like just the happiest uh, place I've ever been uh, in my head. Uh, so that's like part of that is. I think that's why the drift date is my favorite. They're all just casually drifting around, and it's like it feels like you're. Man, it's got to feel like you're lighter than air. Like that's just that's just your where your happy place is. So that's that's how I I don't know, I, I noticed too. That they're, they're like this is dk's mountain uh he's the only one who's made it to the bottom that's the climactic races on dk's mountain and i started to wonder how much how directly perhaps this was influenced by mario kart because uh, i think donkey, yeah. donkey kong mountain was like a that was like n64 era or something so I, it did exist uh and they're all talking about dk and his mountain. I just quietly wondered why. <laughs> like how, I think perhaps. Justin
1: Lin has some jokes like that in these movies, yeah, like for yeah. himself. I think so. I think he mm-hmm. seems like a cool enough guy that 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 tracks. I get it. I think he was like, oh yeah, we'll just call him fucking DK. Yeah. And like we can just <laughs> go down DK's mountain. Like that's a fun joke to
3: me. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I love that sequence with the um, all the flip phones. <laughs> the, the vertical video like going oh, yeah. in and out of the phone, there are a lot of 1080p video though yes <laughs> and also as we know in the timeline this is around when fast five was happening so mm-hmm. yeah like or after fast five and they all have iphones in fast five so yeah yeah uh maybe it's everybody just buys their phones secondhand from twinkie so <laughs> but i actually think uh, watching it this time too i was struck by it because when did this movie come out it was like um, oh six Okay, two thousand six, because there are a lot of transitions in this that then, like five or six years, uh, or uh, what was it? I don't know when. When did Scott Pilgrim come out?
0: Two thousand ten. Okay, because yeah. I remember it was gonna. My friends were gonna like, we're gonna have a Scott Pilgrim tenth anniversary mm-hmm. Halloween party, and that was the first year of COVID. They're like, we're not gonna have this Halloween
2: party. so <laughs> yes, uh,
3: 10. Well, that, there were a lot of transitions in this, even in the non-driving scenes, that reminded me of what was so exciting about scott pilgrim when, when we all saw that It was like okay well wow look at all this visual like like there's so much visual inventiveness in this and i realized like this what four years earlier was doing very similar things um in a lot of it, especially in like the first act the transition of him going to Tokyo and all that like it, it it struck me that this movie was kind of ahead of its time visually but probably nobody noticed because it was just Fast and the Furious 3 and people were surprised that it wasn't going straight to video
0: well yeah and it's also like and we talked about this before but it's a sequel to a movie that lost its star and then retained nothing from the second movie so like yeah <laughs> two was a hard sell because Vin Diesel's gone and then three is like oh there's nobody here and it's a different country and I don't know any of these actors and like mm-hmm. I don't really like unless you saw Better Electric. Like or you don't know the director it's like what why are we why am i seeing this so like it was a i guess like a hidden
3: gem kind of but yeah it seems like which is a weird thing to say about a movie in this franchise but yeah i mean that probably was why i didn't take the time to go see it whenever <laughs> whenever it came out especially with uh, in all the races too like the that first race where it's like kind of going in and out of the crash the the broken windows and all that it doesn't all exactly work it doesn't all look seamless but it is y- you have to appreciate how like comic booky, the visuals are how it seems like each image is at like leading to the next image, um, and then when you see something like the Fate of the Furious where there's like almost none of that going on, it <laughs> makes you appreciate. But yeah, it's there is a tangible difference when Justin Lin is making these movies. I think that's why sure. He made. Yeah,
0: because he makes the house style right, we, and I think that's you know something that we've talked about in here too. But like he makes the house style, and people kind of have to follow in it. But like they're not as good, they're not as adept at it yeah. as he is, and so it, like it it looks like but doesn't feel like in a way.
3: Yeah, like James Wan had fun with it. I felt like, but it still felt like it was somebody new trying to kind of approximate that.
0: Well, and also you have the, the immeasurable difficulty of make of you know fill, yeah. finishing a movie where his star died, right? Yes. So, I have a a question for both of you that I think I know the I think the answer is yes. But in this movie, both in the beginning when he's going to school, and then yeah. after Han dies and they go home to Sean's dad's house, is this the only movie in which any main character uses public transportation?
1: dom's on dom's on the prison bus yeah but that's uh, yes. not public I guess that that's, that's private transport for sure <laughs> yeah
0: it's not like you can be like oh let me hop over hop over, catch a ride on that bus
1: that's true i would guess so
0: because like at the end sean and neela take the subway back to his dad's place and i was like is this is the first time i rem-? and there's a scene i don't remember if it's in the movie or got cut because i remember we watched it one way or the other But there's the scene where, like, they're in the subway station. There's, like, that fight. I think it's a deleted scene. And there's that, like, verbal fight before school. And so I'm like, that's in here, too. But I don't remember. Like, there's never, like, a taxi or a bus or a train or a
3: subway. As far as I can remember, right? They they just walk when they lose their cars in the first movie.
1: Yeah. They're in the subway station in six when the fight happens. Uh, Oh,
3: yeah. Letty
0: does get on a subway to escape. That's true. That's a good call. Yeah. But it's still weird. It's still weird to it see It feels them. weird.
1: Yes, it does now. Yeah.
0: I guess sure. that's also like a visual, like lat, like loss of control. That the world <laughs> yeah. is spinning out, and they are, you know, the one thing that where they feel safest behind the wheel, if they're not able to be there.
3: Maybe. Yeah, because they can do anything with cars. That was around right? the sixth one was when it was like, this is just, yeah, cars are are magic yeah that's that would <laughs> they lose that like because you notice in Tokyo Drift that there is this movie spends an awful lot of time setting the main character up which none of these movies do like none of these movies function like that they all just move 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 and like this one actually is like hey we're telling you a story about just this guy uh, which again is why it's so funny that it's such a like <laughs> that the casting <laughs> uh, went the way that it did but yeah it's none of the other movies feel like they are about with the exception of maybe the first one, but that one is as much about Dom as it is about Paul Walker. So I don't know. It's, this one really is just like, here's one guy's journey through the world of racing.
0: Well, I think though, I think that's why like three and four and like the first half of five work as well as they do because they're smaller mm-hmm. stories. And I think you were talking before about, you know, what you don't like about these new ones and for any number of reasons, but like, you know, they save the world in all these movies. And we talk about this too, but it's like, I like just having, you know, I, I don't think we've really talked about your specific angle of, one guy's story through this or one guy's journey through this or whatever. But yeah. like four is just, it's the core three or four. Cause Letty's kind of, you know, not really most of that. And then the first hour of fast five is just mostly the, the three of them. And like, it works because mm-hmm. you love those characters. You're not like, wait, who's this?
3: What is this? Why are there yeah, eight people yeah. on screen? I don't know man. Big so- I guess that's my answer for like what would bring me back is like just just bring it way way down. I don't know. <laughs> I know that's that's not the appeal of these movies anymore. People want to go see all the spectacle, but for me it's just like yeah, please just bring things down like a little bit cuz this has gotten too ridiculous. Like the the sequence in Fast 9 when he's like fist fighting a SWAT team or something, it's 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 played like it's a sacrifice that Dom is making, um, but he's like turn like you guys get out of here, I'll buy you some time, and then he like fights the whole SWAT team. <laughs> Vin Diesel's essentially the Hulk in these movies. Like now they they don't they yeah. don't act like he's he's mortal. Charlize Theron is an interesting addition, but the the spy angle is just too. i'm not interested in that at all even though i know everything that's going to happen in tokyo drift i found myself more excited to watch the just the simple races in this and watch the characters try to navigate those races uh i like that these are movies about racing but now they're just about heists Uh, that's fine i don't know i know that was a conscious choice it's not a criticism for me to be like no they're just about heist now like of course they are but i don't yeah i'm losing interest and i was i was a huge cheerleader for this franchise for a while man i love like yeah uh
0: yeah, there's, like a, there's a divide among fans between, like, the racing movies and the action movies, and it feels like your 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 divide comes later. It's like, I'm cool with some of the action mm-hmm. movies, but then they're too something.
3: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, I liked it when it kind of dabbled in that. I was like, oh, this is fun and exciting. But then when it, like, le- it was like, okay, we're going all in on that. That's all these movies are going to be now. I was like, no, no, <laughs> great, no, bring it back a little bit. Because even in Fast Five, they're racing a little bit, right? Like, they found ways yeah. to incorporate that. Uh, It's it's uh, gonna go really really far off on a tangent now, but like the the, they rebooted. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, I I liked the. I'm I'm a huge Are You Afraid of the Dark fan. It's like my favorite TV show of all time. Anyway, they've done two new seasons now. I don't think they were related creatively so like different people to them but both of them were more about the storytellers uh than the the scary stories themselves uh. and I, I I I can see why you would do that I always found that to be the more interesting part of the original series like oh this is the episode where Gary and Sam start dating right uh but like that sort of proved to me how important the stories themselves were because I was like you should find a way like as as much as I'm enjoying this which I I'm not criticizing any of the well I am pretty directly criticizing them right now, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't enjoy them. I, I had a great time with those, but like, yeah, the characters should have been telling each other's story. Even if they are navigating a mystery or something, or like, a you know, monsters are coming out, they should be like, oh, what are we, we have to pass the time. Like, how do, how do we take our mind off things? Oh, I'll tell you a spooky story. Like, would that not be, that That should be exactly what the show is. And that, that's like that, <laughs> bringing that back to Fast and the Furious, like that they should find ways to incorporate the races into the heist. Like, oh, we have to go, oh, I'll race you for it. Or do it like, they do that pretty, Pretty explicitly in five and six, but um... well, there's, yeah, there's a there's
0: a line at the end of this movie, and it makes me. It, it wasn't something that I missed or regretted not having in this, but at the end, and like i we've we've heard this before. I remember hearing this before, but. Sean asked Dom, or he's, he's surprised that Han was racing American muscle when he was with Dom. He's like, he was when he was rolling, yeah. like, I won this off my friend Han or whatever, right? But, mm-hmm. like, I wonder, like, that single line, I was like, I wonder how many off-screen races we've missed yeah. between our main characters. That, like, <laughs> oh,
1: thousands. I'll yeah. bet you
0: my car or whatever, especially now that they're yeah. millionaires, right? She's like, I'll bet you my car that I can beat in this quarter mile or whatever, right? So, like, yeah, yeah. It just Even if you don't want to have like that many, if you if you don't want the movie to be about racing, just do some of those. Just like, I'll race you or whatever for whatever, right?
3: Do that. Was there a race in Fast 9? I genuinely don't remember. There was in the flashback,
0: Dom races Jacob to, again, it's sort of the Tokyo Drift okay, thing. Like if you yeah. if you lose, uh, you're going to get out of town.
3: All right. I don't even remember that. So. There's chases, <laughs> not races.
0: Okay. That's yeah. the one. I think that's the one race. And there's also like the NASCAR race, which isn't really a, a race race, right? Yeah,
3: but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It it is funny to me. Like, I don't know shit about racing, so I don't know. The introduction of NOS at least tells me, oh, they have boosters at the very least. But like, a, a lot of Tokyo Drift is like, like the it's just like them making a face and then like I guess pushing the pedal harder. I don't, I don't <laughs> know like, 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 just like oh, I, took new, I don't know. I'll just drive harder, and that's like I'm fine. I can buy that. I don't know. That that's like I I wish that there was more. Like, yeah, they're just not doing that anymore. It's all about these these weird heist things. And I don't know, they, they at least drive a car into space. They had to get to space at some point. We've all been making that joke for how long. So yeah. I'm not seeing races, man. I want I want... Like, get at least one race in there that, like, means something. I don't think it's too much to ask. Is it five? Yeah, or six. I think it's five. Yeah, where they, that's the one with the cop cars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they all, like, race. They steal them, and they're like, hey, now would be a good time for a race. And you know what it is? Like, it's as the audience, we're all just like, yeah, let's do one of those. It's been a minute. You've, guess, you've, all, <laughs> you've all just been planning this heist. You weren't race. Yeah, <laughs> have, a, have a race, guys. They also seem to take themselves uh, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that they take themselves too seriously because they, they're, they are always making jokes, but something about like they bought into their hype or something. Cause it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm cheering them on anymore. It feels like they don't, you know, it, it feels like they are, I'm watching them like at the top of the mountain and they're just like pointing down and everything. I was like, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't, doesn't feel the same. doesn't it feels So they're like,
0: on top of the mountain, they're not drifting down the mountain and that's the issue. Correct. Yes. Exactly. 100%. Yes. That's the road less traveled that makes all the difference. That's what that poem's actually about.
3: Nicely done. Yes. Yes, exactly. Actually, so
0: speaking of that scene, so I, I I have like a mini list in my brain, but what racer trash films have include Fury stuff because I know that there's some in There's vertical. been a bunch. We've uh, seen
1: I've caught a couple like yeah. we, we were watching like oh, Joey, what was like the one movie that we were watching, it was a really old movie that all of a sudden... Oh, Blacktop, I think, has stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I did that. I cut, I cut Tokyo Drift into Tulane Blacktop and did the... Um, when they're drifting in a circle, and I cut I superimposed the ring video over it, too, so it's like he's drifting the thing. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got very fixated on the ring, the entire ring franchise, for a while there, uh, in 2021. Yeah, and then Vertigo has two samples from it, Darby Seg and, and Danielle Seg, yeah. Both of the and they did that independently of each other. Neither of them planned that. They just both cut in. <laughs> I think because so much of Vertigo is is um, is just that dude driving around. Yeah, that was really funny to see that happen several times from from two different brains. There's also like the two are the, were the towns in f- yeah either film or were they just separate? no those were separate. Those were yeah that, that was. Um, I think Darby did two of those videos and I made the um, the the sleep wave of the drift date. And I think those all dropped at the same time because we were all like fast nine was coming out. I don't know, but yeah, uh, that was, that was like the screenings. I want to say they were maybe the Blair Witch screenings, so it didn't fit the theme at all, but it was just what was going on at the time. So we, sure yeah. or magic Mike, I, I really don't remember. we, we genuinely put out so much stuff that it like yeah at a certain point there it's it it just like, a blend yeah yeah, yeah it's just like uh and then there were like two or three months it was i put all the um the retrospective screenings together and we were like all right well done we're screening everything again and it was just really funny how i was like i thought um we only needed two or three screenings or I, I and then i hit a point where i was like oh we put out like six movies in may alone like <laughs> just <laughs> like i wonder why we burned out and yeah but like, there it is Fuck. well that- like you
0: know when, when the pandemic started you know at the time i was doing two podcasts a week we were doing this one me and joe were doing this one once a week and i was doing it was alternating tom cruise and tom hanks movies with another friend mike and then when mm. the pandemic started we're like fuck it let's do four a week i was doing two of this and two of that a week yeah. i'm just like this is too much but like we're all like we have so much time let's just do everything and then it's like why do i feel worse than i did and like yeah. oh because i'm pushing myself too hard like i was doing four of those a week and playing risk via google meet with friends twice a week and I was just like. I don't have any time. Like I should have more time. We should like pause a little bit, but geez, Louise,
3: I dropped out of the D and D game that we were playing. We were still playing on Skype. I felt terrible about it, but I was like, I just can't. I'm too busy. And it really was just because I was spending all of my time doing racer trash. But yeah, it's like, sorry, I'm too busy to do D and D like once a month, not even once a week. <laughs> it's like I couldn't find the time for that. Like, come on, man.
0: One question for you about the, I, I, I want to know what you call it, but there was at the very, in the final rec- retrospective there was the like it was like speed vapor 1 and speed vapor 2 and so what yeah. do you call that was like <laughs> the three things layered on top of each other uh,
3: I called it speed vapors that was the name okay. of it yeah And but. did you make that or was that a team effort uh, I did that I I, I yeah I, maybe I shouldn't demystify it but I the the whole point of that was that it would be on at like 3 in the morning and that people would be confused about it and not sure how to Oh that's it exactly when I was watching yeah. it <laughs> yeah.
1: It's the best time to watch racer trash it was like 3 in the morning with when you're like
3: that was like my motivation behind fucking what was it uh, vibes wide shut also was that like not telling people about that and I was like I wanted that to like only screen past a certain time so that it would be this weird I don't know, I'm I'm very obsessed with the idea of of catching something on late on, late at night on TV and not being sure that you're even like awake or that what you're seeing is even real, uh, but yeah, yeah, to to completely demystify all of that, yes, I, I did make th- uh, speed vapors uh, out of the entire.
0: It was at the end, and I remember being in the chat there and being like, and none of nobody knew when it was going to end. And there was like, <laughs> we thought like there was like yeah, there was like, a, like a sleep wave, like a farewell, like it was the mm-hmm. speed vapor Sleep Wave or whatever. And then the original like, and then he did like, the
3: VHS yeah. gesture. I'm like,
0: this is this going to go forever? Like, I don't really have <laughs> hard drive space That's because we, <laughs> we hadn't
3: done the we hadn't done the. Um, I had not included the, the VHS cuts in the retrospective, which Robbie did early on. He did um, uh, Speed Vapor and Heat Wave. And then uh, after that was like, okay, I'm not doing one of these for all of <laughs> them. Very, uh, very rationally it was like, yeah, I can't, I can't put out like a four by three crop of all of these. Cause also it got, they, visually they got more complicated. So it was hard to, I'm very, very impressed that he did two of them <laughs> even. Cause yeah, he like manually pan and scanned Heat Wave. And we were all, that's like a, That, yeah, that's a very wide, wide scope movie. Yeah, we're we're
0: slowly working our way through, not like intentionally, but we're slowly working our way through all of the racer trash. Like we did. Oh,
3: no way. Speed
0: Racer last year. (laughs) Was it modern? I think the modern car movies lap. And then we kicked off this lap with Heat heat and Heat Wave
1: but
3: we've yeah, done it's... two-lane blacktop. I love two-lane blacktop, man. That, I mean, have you done two-lane blacktop like on its own, like the original? Yes, we, we yes, didn't yeah, talk yeah. about two-lane yeah.
0: blacktop, yeah. but we talked about that
3: movie. Great. Yeah. yeah, I love, my favorite part of two-lane blacktop is when somebody turns on the radio and James Taylor turns it off and is like, that shit just gets in the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, is the, like, it is a complete anti-racer trash movie. It's not It's not at all about like setting yet. And I, I love that about it. It's very much about just driving and only hearing the sound of the engine and just watching landscape went by for hours and hours at a time, it's so zen. I, yeah, I, oh, that's I really...
0: actually a good question. I, and I want to, I want to keep it independent of race I don't want to be like, what movie did you wish you could wave at you? <laughs> like, in ter- like, like stuff like Two Lane Blacktop, which is a movie that I had not heard of until we started doing this podcast. And I was like looking up classic car movies. Like, oh, yeah. I'm guessing that you probably have a better film history knowledge than most people. Yes. What are some like classic car movies or heist movies, or just like things that are sort of tang like have like a DNA in the Fast and Furious movies? do you think like what are some that like people might not know about that you would recommend like stuff like Tulane blacktop that are kind of big if you know where to look but like the average person might not know about oh
3: shit i don't know i i, I sorry i sprung it. this like, i feel bad that, like, <laughs> yeah, control, like, I just, like, hey no. here's some
0: homework that i didn't assign to you but sorry i'm
3: gonna think of a bunch of shit in an hour probably but like yeah well just I, like I... dm it to us and we'll, we'll put it yeah, in description or something My... but, yeah Mine would be, I mean, it would be Tulane Blacktop is what I would say. That was like kind of, I was yeah, curious if you guys had talked about that movie because that is like my favorite movie about racing cars at this point. Uh, I love Speed Racer. Um, Obviously, like that's one of my favorite movies too. But like I really fell in love with Tulane Blacktop the past couple of years. I, I had seen it, but I didn't really get it until i watched it again um at some point in in quarantine and then i was just like this is so and <laughs> i i really love the vibe of that movie and how it it's it's absolutely just about not like it's just about watching shit what by. yeah yeah i i think that rules um and also like it's funny that those two movies almost couldn't be
0: more opposite i mean they're yeah. they're similar <laughs> yes but they're also like aesthetically diametrically opposed to each other yes
3: yes it completely Yeah. Uh, um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of think of other things, but that's that's uh, that's pretty much it, man.
0: I will I will save you here. There's a very funny line in here that I, I must have heard before. It never clicked though. Where they're in the garage and Han says to Sean, "The red EVO is yours." And then there's like 10 or 15 seconds of silence, and he goes, <laughs> "What do you mean?" And it's just like, idiot! Like, what do you think it means? <laughs> He's giving you the car or letting you use the car. Like, you know what it means. But it's just like it's such a such a long gap of just nothing and it's
3: just like what do you mean there's something like that in sunshine sunshine is another movie i got fixated on at some point in Danny boyle movie yes uh i'm a fan of sunshine i don't think it's perfect i think it has a lot of problems but i have grown to accept the problems and just like like what i like what i get out of it and like uh there's one part in sunshine where um uh, what is that actor's name he's now he he's in like the doctor strange movies now
0: oh benedict wong
3: yeah yeah he fucks up the calculations so that that's why they lose the solar it, it yeah he makes a big mistake that jeopardizes the mission and he starts like falling apart about it and i feel like in the edit they let his breakdown go on just like a step too long <laughs> <laughs> like like you kind of get it and then it's just sort of like wow this has really been like is it been a minute now of this guy just like shitting on himself in front of everybody <laughs> and then finally the captain steps and is like okay wait stop but like that, <laughs> that like something in the edit like they just let it go to like, they never tightened that spot up.
0: I feel like we talked about that on that movie on here for some reason recently because I i remember mentioning somewhere, it must have been on here, that I haven't seen that movie since I saw a test print of it in theaters. Like, it was one of those, like, <laughs> hey, we've got like this secret sci fi movie that, like, we're not going to tell you what it is until you're here and it's not finished, but we want to know what you think. So I saw that before it was done, and there's like, you know, some spectacular scene at the end, of like in space, and there's just a card on the screen just like, uh, final render to go here. And just so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie since then. I had no idea that Michelle Yeoh was in that. So like, you know, in the Everything, Everywhere, All at Once era and the mm-hmm. Crouching Tiger era, just like, let's get that revival for Sunshine, please. I want to see this Benedict Wong freak out too. I don't remember yeah. that at all.
3: That's fun. Well, I watched it. There was like a week when I watched it, like every night that we, <laughs> it was just, it turned into my like happy play. I think it was when they were still counting the election results. Um, and I I was just like stuck like I was like mentally just like okay well we're just gonna see what and like yeah it it turned into this thing where there were like certain benchmarks in Sunshine that I would like okay now there's only this much left now there's only this much left Uh, love when the crew stops to all take a look at Mercury because the The ship's going by Mercury. Uh, But yeah, I definitely, I became obsessed with it. And that was one of the moments that I I started looking forward to was that like seemingly innocuous part where it's just like, they definitely let that go on too far.
0: You see the utter breakdown of a man on screen.
3: Yeah, which is, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good performance too. It's just something in the edit, like they let it go way too far. So it becomes like, it's almost funny and then they stop it and then you're like, (laughs) okay, that's kind of funny. I'm a fan of that movie. I didn't see, I'm generally an Alex Garland fan, but I did not see men uh, I was curious. Men is good. Men is, is really good. Uh, I, I from a distance, I was like, "That looks misguided." Uh, <laughs> well, the, the issue with men
0: is that like the people who need quote unquote need to see men are never going to see it. It's just like yeah, yeah men are terrible. <laughs> like, but like people who think Rachel. men
1: are just brought up that movie today like, she, like literally like right before we started recording she was like oh yeah men i want to see that
0: i made myself laugh really hard in theaters to see some guy like uh, like in the in the crowd somewhere and being like what the fuck is wrong with this woman like why is she being so tough to all these men and i don't understand what's wrong with her because like, the whole thing is just like every dude is super creepy to jesse buckley yeah. and so just it. I made myself laugh, thinking there's some guy out there that she was thinking she was the problem.
3: <laughs> All these men are acting perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah I don't know. they're just I, trying
0: to be nice. They're just trying to help her out. What is wrong with?
3: Them? <laughs> <laughs> I just I haven't seen it, so I can't criticize. And I, I like I really loved um, Devs. I was a huge fan of Devs.
0: I liked. I didn't love it. I, I liked it. I wish I liked it more. I
3: got a huge kick out of it. I like. I mean, at a certain point when you got Stephen McKinley Henderson just like reading poetry over like montage <laughs> that you're like, yeah, this is great. I'm, this is my shit. I'm into this. Uh, but I don't. Men just looked like. Uh, like are we doing we're doing this now like now now is the did you just get into this or like get into gender theory or like start reading about misogyny? like
0: (laughs) if it wasn't jesse buckley i wouldn't be on board but i just you know she is maybe my favorite actor going today and i just love her so much all right i'm in i'm in what else do do
3: what what is your favorite movie of hers i
0: think uh wild rose is incredible I haven't seen it. It's her like the song at the end that she sings will make you cry. I'm thinking of ending things. She's incredible in. Okay. She's great in Chernobyl. Like there's just like I I've, I've not seen her do something bad.
3: That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I guess I've just missed most of this this person's work cuz yeah, I, I didn't that didn't really Oh, The Lost with Daughter,
0: me. she's great in too. Like, yeah, she's oh, she's been around for sure oh and there's also like a pbs romeo and juliet that she did like during the pandemic which was great so oh nice yeah
3: <laughs> it, was cool. it was cool i'll watch that shit yeah that sounds good yeah i mean it, it looks i'm sure everybody in men is great performance wise but yeah i just i it, it well, looks the like is, there's only there's only two actors it's her and a dude that's it yeah that guy the Dude uh, plays every part what's his name isn't rory cochrane he's the guy who it's the guy who uh, fucked the pig in, in black Mirror. Uh,
0: Rory, Kinnear. Rory Kinnear Rory Kinnear
3: yeah and I'm sure he's great in it too but it just seemed like one of those like things that like okay well that was an idea that you had uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is the movie like you it seems like you have uh, like yeah uh must have been a good pitch I don't know I shouldn't shit on it I haven't seen it that goes against like, everything but yeah it just seems I was like uh oh, okay, this looks uh, misguided. <laughs> it looks like an interesting thing for you. To do.
0: I don't think that's a wrong take from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I think it, it works better than maybe it should. But you know, if you're like mm, maybe not for me, then you can just do it, I think. <laughs> just watch Annihilation again because Annihilation's like perfect.
3: Yeah, I like Annihilation a lot. Um, and I I love Twenty Eight Days Later. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, I, I thought Devs was really cool. But that was definitely like an early quarantine. Like I absolutely need a show right now. It was weird sure. that yeah. Uh, sorry, I could I can talk forever about this, no 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 no. no. I like it. I mean, we, we this is like the. Th-
0: 14th time or something we're talking about Tokyo Drift so like we yeah. definitely don't have any more
3: is this like that podcast where they watch Grown Ups 2 every week well so this is
0: our 11th time through the movie <laughs> but we've also we did an episode I've a bonus seen Tokyo one. Drift
1: like a hundred times before we even like started this so we did a bonus mm-hmm. commentary
0: on this lap we also talked about it for two other podcasts so this is at least the 14th time that we've talked about it on a recorded thing so like I have one more note but like I don't know I still find new things in these movies I don't know how but please whatever you want to talk talk about. It's it's welcome because what's your next
3: note? What's your what's your one more my note? My last note here?
0: is Sean's dad says the nail that sticks out gets hammered. And I was like oh, yeah. huh, because... There's also the Uncle Kamada for Want of a Nail. So like all these yes. old dudes in this movie have nail anecdotes. They're so like, here, let me tell you a story about nails. It's like, what? Why?
3: <laughs> for Want of a Nail. Yes, that's great. Uh, that is funny. I, I think Sean's dad is an underrated character. It's funny that Sean shows up and he's uh, – he's, we never see that woman again, right? No. That's not yeah that was that a prostitute is he yes <laughs> yes yeah okay sure he's just getting his fuck on and he's like oh sorry i didn't know you're and he's a good dad he kicks her out you know unfortunately i mean i hope he still paid her sex work is work but uh it's funny to me that that happens and then later on he's just kind of this like he's always criticizing him and all, yeah it's it's uh I, I found myself kind of fixated on their, their whole relationship there because all Sean does is say, this is my mess and I got to clean it up. And he's like, all right, well, I guess you can do your illegal street racing. And actually, you can have my car and you can fix it up to do your illegal street racing. And, but yes, the, the nail metaphor is uh, interesting that there are several of those. I, I You know, the,
0: the Uncle Kamada speech, I think, is like iconic. We've talked about that a lot, but I don't, I never put two and two together that they're both talking about nails. It's like yeah. they're different, <laughs> sort of different modes or whatever. But yeah, man, what is going on?
3: It's too bad him and Sean's dad didn't get a scene together. They could have really broken it down about nails. Would love it. Yeah. I I love got
1: it. old guy chatting. You yeah, know what I mean? I think they could have related with beyond the language barrier, but they, they
3: should have both related. been at the race. Like dad's at a soccer game or something. It's like, oh. my boy there. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my boy <laughs> over there. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have gone well. <laughs> I, I saw this. Uh, another thing I, re- I, I was thinking about watching this movie again, so I saw the soundtrack for this movie on vinyl. I was in a record store last weekend and oh, I wow. they had what? it on vinyl. And I was like, huh, like I, I was kind of surprised, but watching it again, I was like, yeah, this like is
1: like an actual press. Like, I need to go yeah. buy this
0: on Discogs. What the fuck? No, was this the record store day one? Remember, yeah, that thing a couple months ago. I think it might be the new pressing.
3: There was a record store day sticker on it, so yeah, they still oh. had copies, but yeah. And I considered it. I was like, I don't have that much money right now. I probably shouldn't buy this, but I was like, if it has the because in my the sleepwave that I made, I only used music from the movie, which is not usually the case, but I found slowing and rec- reverbing and like laying it all on top of each other actually produced something pretty like usable for me so i that track it's called neela drifts is actually a really good piece of score i don't love the whole score but i was like uh, i was like tempted to get it just for that but watching it again i was like yeah this is all pretty good work i mean some of it's pretty generic sometimes you want to bring the energy up so you just start hearing that guitar riff over and over and you're like yeah i get it but it is a it's it's a pretty good score it, it feels very you always wonder i should say i always wonder how appropriate certain things are this movie doesn't seem to fall into that trap of like it doesn't really present or at least in the score i feel like there's not like mystical flutes every time a tokyo thing happens yeah uh, and that's like, you know, i was like uh that was something that stuck out to me watching the twilight movies it was like oh boy yikes like every almost every non-white character in this is introduced as some sort of mystical like <laughs> like this. Yes. there's always these these flutes about like all these like weird monster people <laughs> and then you read about stephanie meyer and how she like was was saying mormon yeah and she wanted apparently wanted all of the cast to be white the only reason yep. that there's a black vampire in the first movie is because catherine hardwick pushed for it and she was like okay but I don't, yeah so like you're like oh okay yikes so that oh, yikes because yeah she wrote definitely wrote some inappropriate stuff about uh native americans and at the starting there and then moving on with the rest of those movies as ridiculous as they are but yeah uh, that's all of that is to say that I, I actually found this i mean last thing a white person should do is watch a movie like like declare this now. Not problematic, I can't do that, but like it seemed like it was. I wasn't cringing that much, even though it was like fish out of water in Japan story. It didn't seem like it was doing the like, whoa, what's good? Like, this place is crazy, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is another planet man like no, it's,
0: it's- i i want to give i want to take a moment to give a shout out to twilight slumber party which i think is on hiatus right now but there was a podcast on our network that only talks about those movies so <laughs> check out that. oh i didn't I know did that. A whole, i
1: did a whole cycle with them i watched the movies and talked about them because um, <laughs> i i had only ever seen um breaking dawn part two Oh, okay. before pandemic and uh, I thought it was probably one of the greatest movies ever made because yeah. there's a 30 minute segment that they just go nope.
3: That rules. I actually I have a lot of respect for that decision. Uh, Do you like that too? Okay. Yeah, finding out that that didn't happen in the books, so I was like yeah, yeah, it sounds like you needed to spice things up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, it, it seems very much, um, the first one kind of rips. I like the first Twilight movie. It's, yeah. it's it's just crazy enough, like even though there's uh, like obviously so much of, there's so much obvious problematic shit about it, but like it just, it, it's just so weird weird and crazy and then like it's obvious that the success of that then new moon is like the most boring movie ever made like by far the worst you know just like this is forever long and it makes no sense like why are we doing anything we're doing in this movie and it's just so clear that like the it made its money stephanie meyer got a more powerful position In, like, the way things were dictated, and then it was like, okay, New Moon is a boring adaptation of a boring book, and it's not like this is not, it's not doing anything for me. And then by the time you get to Breaking Dawn Part Two, you're like, yeah, please, like, throw in a bunch of shit that didn't actually happen. (laughs) Yeah, and then just rewind the movie and be like, psych. And then, like, the psych
1: moment when I was watching that movie was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen on film. Yeah, it's (laughs) incredible that we just watched 20 minutes of a battle Mm -hmm. scene, and they're just like, nope. I'm a
3: big fan of the fact that Peter Facinelli who i knew primarily from can't hardly wait uh as as the guy who says i'll kick everyone's ass in this room he got the gig as the the uh the vampire dad that that to me is like um getting the what chicago med gig or something like that okay. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> I don't even th- like I don't even think he's a great actor at all i just i I'm, i- was just kind of tickled to see that he got he booked a gig on five like teen movies as the dad <laughs> I'm always happy to see a former somebody who played a high schooler in in one of those movies or t v shows like come back as the dad like that's all riverdale is really
0: it's like hey, you like these girls as twin Peaks teenagers now they're yeah. you know twin Peaks moms basically right so um uh,
3: that's that's getting the gig that's i'm I'm always happy to see for yeah, sure get that gig. Uh, I love I, I grew up watching I have a twin sister so I watched every popular like teen show I watched the OC while it was on Ooh, I watched yeah like okay. I, I have a lot of affinity for for like the that kind of that brand of teen melodrama and I felt like Eclipse kind of nailed that feeling of like this is all ridiculous but they i think they know it and i think that the that the like the love triangle stuff in eclipse is just really really funny to watch if you enjoy that stuff but yeah in somehow in new moon it's just languorous like it's really just a boring fucking movie yeah so there there are highs and lows in the twilight franchise <laughs> i'm also much more forgiving in general of movies these days i think
0: yeah uh. There's there's definitely a sense of like oh a movie was made it's a miracle that it was made let's just enjoy it yeah. even if it's not good <laughs> if, if it makes me forget about the world for two hours that's mm-hmm. a that's a win.
3: Also, my friend was saying I was talking to my friend Jake um, about this, and he he brought up a point. Jake was in Racer Trash. He he brought up a point that he um, was like, "If you watch how sexless movies are now, the Twilight movies, when you go back and watch them, are like it's, it feels insane to be seeing that. Like even them talking about it, because uh, that none of the Marvel movies like seem to broach the subject. That's right. But, like, I
1: never thought about this. That's very strange. Yeah, movies need Block to be busters. hornier.
3: Make make yeah. movies
0: horny again. And like
3: it's funny because Twilight is so clearly Mormon. It's so like like the mm-hmm. The whole, like, the, the crux of the third movie is that he won't have sex before marriage and she's like yes. literally begging him. So like, it's funny to see that impressed upon those movies, yet somehow they are like 10 times hornier than, in spite of their, 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 the clearly deep seated, like problematic values, they are, much hornier than any mainstream release you would find now, it seems like. Very true. Yeah. Very, very true. <laughs> Certainly anything with vampires and werewolves like fighting each <laughs> other. Anyway, yeah, we could stop talking about Twilight now. Sorry. <laughs> Joe, do you have any other notes about Tokyo Drift or Twilight?
1: No, I, I firmly came into this knowing I just wanted to hear Alex talk to me for as long as we're talking. So that, that's all I was like, I I was like, I'm picking Uncle Kamada and stopping there. That's what I wanted to hear. That's Sorry.
3: funny, uh, because I, I'm a video editor, so I, I I was very mystified about why I was being asked to be on a podcast at all.
1: Oh, because we, we just like, we had like a huge racer trash boner for like,
3: yeah, yeah. Eight that's, months. That's exciting to hear. Thank you. But yeah, it's. It, I, I'm always going to think, I'm always going to be like, you know, people like, like whenever people reach out to me or like, you think you want to hang out with me? Like I edit videos like all the time. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> that's the uh, video editing takes place in a cave and you don't, you know, like it's just yeah. like, funny that you would think that would translate but like yeah well, no I'm, I think
0: there's also just like there's clearly an obvious it's been obvious an appreciation. That just, it's appreciation yeah. and like a passion for the movies and like the fact that you don't like them just shows that like you how much more you like the original ones like you're still yeah, seeing yeah, the new ones true. even though you don't like them right
3: I, I wouldn't be as upset but like now now I am just like yeah it's like seeing a friend who's gone the wrong way or something it's just like uh, yeah I'm checking in on him but I don't know man I don't, I don't like the decisions he's been making
0: <laughs> and I will also say that while this episode was going on, I bought the Tokyo Drift vinyl on eBay for twenty six dollars. I nice. just looked
1: it up and it was thirty six dollars on a website. I swear to God, I really. <laughs> just, I have it in my.
3: Oh, no, my, oh my god! god. Twenty six ninety nine yeah. plus free shipping. So yeah, I got it on eBay. Okay, cool. I'm gonna buy one on eBay as soon as we hang up. I if, swear to God. If yeah. I see it again, I'll probably pick it up. I have a rule for myself now that I kind of have to be like digging through crates if I'm gonna buy vinyl. Is once you start like. Going down the oh, path yeah, 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 yeah. Of, of discogs and like just oh, going, oh I'm on discogs
1: yeah.
2: yeah oh
3: man I had to cut myself off at discogs because you do this that you're like well like it's so easy to talk yourself into dropping hundred bucks on something like it's the only yeah, copy like, well, I it's it. yeah. the mono
1: edition from <laughs> Japan it. of course yeah. <laughs> with with the st- with still has the ob band on it <laughs> of course I want that like,
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> this isn't available anywhere else I need it. I bought on vinyl I bought the um, the song that uh, my friend David Seeger used in his. Um, Mad Max Fury Road segment when Grimy ghosted the Fury Road.
0: I gotta say, Grimy's colors, this is this is a thing that I cannot say to anybody because nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about, but Grimy's <laughs> colors in their segments yeah. are the the greatest thing I've ever seen. No offense yes. to you, like you, no, because no, I, I love your work too, but like Grimy's colors blow my mind every single time.
3: He's a good friend of mine, and I'm, I'm very, like, I, I've used his work, at, like, as palette for my, like, I've taken screenshots of his segments and then done the eyedropper and been like, that's the shade of pink that I need here, so I need it, yeah. Like it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's incredible. I don't know how he does it, but he's got he's got a perfect um eye for color, I guess. And you always know that it's him too. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very identifiable. So yeah. And like you it, see the credits
0: and it's like, oh, colors by grimy, colors by yeah, grimy. Col- okay, cool. Yeah, okay. So everybody knows Grimy's got <laughs> yeah. the colors. Right. Got it. Okay. He,
3: he'll be happy to hear this. But yes, I, I completely agree. Big big fan. But yeah. Did he
0: do <laughs> this is getting way too in the weeds. Did he
3: do in, and
0: it. I don't know if you know this, but in Go the Blair it. Witch mm-hmm. I think it's the Blair Witch one where there's like the Burning, it's that movie, the Korean yes, movie, Burning. Yes, that was his yes. segment,
3: right? That was his segment, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable! I <laughs> think it might be like one nuts, of my favorite, so yeah.
0: like that, that whole like mashing up. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of ending things with Burning, with Blair Witch, with like one yeah. or two things. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is
3: going on here? And Silent Hill. He got a lot of Silent Hill in there. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I've played Silent Like we were playing through the Silent Hill games and texting each other. And it was just, yeah, really? it's very funny to be, to see his fixations kind of come out and everything that, that he does. But yeah, that, it was his idea to do Blair Witch. And I thought that was a great, like, I'm really glad that we did that movie.
0: It's very cool. I, I like I think that turned out very well. So now here, yeah. very important question for you. Alex, are mm-hmm. you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are
3: oh sure yeah
0: so we created a personality quiz uh <laughs> so there's no wrong answers it's whatever describes you best so there are seven questions Uh-oh. six multiple choice answers per question i'll read you the question and the answers you just pick whichever one applies to you most um, or, you know, your idealized version of yourself, whatever, no yeah. wrong answers, Fuck. and we'll find out which character you are. Are you ready to get started?
3: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. You don't sound very excited. You sound both excited and resigned to your fate of, like, having some like, yeah, character that's, you don't want or something. I don't that's know. A,
3: that's a good read. Uh, that, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Doing, doing a personality test out loud. Like, I, I don't like to talk about, I, I don't know. It's well, really stupid. It's really, very dumb, dumb <laughs> buddy. Yeah, they're no, no, really
1: no. dumb and gentle questions, I promise. Okay,
3: yeah, that's cool. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, uh,
1: just, here, here, here's the question
0: number one this is how little you should worry about okay. how fast are you nascar <laughs> roller coaster lamborghini murcielago toyota prius vespa or razor scooter <laughs> oh shit man um like this does not really reveal anything about you that you, you know have learning anything about, about yourself you. tonight
3: no certainly not i, I I'm, I'm trying to think of an answer what's which of those is like mostly at zero miles per hour like most of the time and then for about 10 minutes very fast because that's how I do all of my work Mm. oh is that roller coaster that might be roller coaster all right yeah let's go roller coaster Because
0: roller coasters like you're inching up and then all of a sudden it goes yeah like yeah
3: that's how I can't do work if I'm not backed into a corner and then so then I just end up doing everything very quickly and I've gotten good at that but it's also very anxiety inducing oh (laughs) for sure That's me thinking way too much about this personality. This is why I was hesitant. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to obsess over this. Every question I'm going to like, it's going to take me 20 minutes. Uh, All right.
0: right, Question number two. You know, it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo (laughs) Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer?
3: Man, as tempting as it is to compare myself to Mel Gibson on a podcast that's going to be released publicly.
0: Someone uh, for the first time, <laughs> like we've been doing this for years, like probably three or four years, and someone finally picked that. We're like, well, are you sure you want to sure publicly yeah, I'm like say Mel that you're angry like Mel Gibson? They're like, yeah, that's pretty much. I'm like, okay. I'll
3: go with the Hulk. Yeah. Okay. It's the same as the speed thing. I'm prone. Like, it happens a lot, like, very quickly. And then, like, mostly (laughs) mostly it's stagnant. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, why do they do this to the Are You Free to the Dark branches? Question number
0: three. We're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you on the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack?
3: Oh, I'm kicking back with a beer. Perfect. You've
0: got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car? hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer?
3: I'm playing Stardew Valley, whichever one of those is. <laughs> is I mean, that, if you're hanging on, your on your digital friends, or working on your computer. Yeah, yeah, that's probably working on your computer. Cool. I genuinely look at, like, do I have 20 minutes? I can do a day and start All right, let's go. Yeah, cool. Gotta take Describe
0: your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember.
3: Uh, I'm going to say I'm never getting married. Okay.
0: You just won the lottery. Congratulations. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? My own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life?
3: Oh, I'm gambling it all the way. <laughs> perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're my kind of guy. I didn't yeah, know was, we were going to do this. That's perfect. Gotta,
3: I don't like to have too much money. It's just a way of rationalizing how bad I am with money. But yeah, it's best <laughs> to... Yeah, just get that away from me. I don't... Yeah.
0: And then the final question to determine it all. What is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just... Joe's getting a drink. Just give me one of whatever you're having.
3: I'm going to go Corona, actually. I genuinely like... Um, i like mexican lagers i like that like crisp i brought that yeah. it's i don't live yeah. in uh, i don't live on the west coast anymore but that's definitely something that happened to me while i lived there and now i'm just like that's the only thing i like to drink when i'm getting drinks
0: alex i am so excited you are a new answer oh. wow i think you're a new answer almost specifically because you're gambling all your money away <laughs> and you are a two for one you are rico and tego you are the explosion oh, twin. So you tend oh, fuck, to be yeah. indecisive, sometimes Rico swinging Santos. between two extremes. That's crazy. Leon Santos. Half yes. of you wants to ignore all your worries and just go mm. with the flow, while the other half needs to plan every step and dwell on past mistakes. This is like, I don't know you very well, yeah. but just like the hemming and in <laughs> the last five minutes. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: can not help being a Gemini. Yeah, Same. That's me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's me. It can be a struggle, but strangely, these diverging traits work together and help even you out. At the best of times, it can lead you to being a very organized person who doesn't get upset when things don't go as planned. At the worst of times, it can leave you frustrated as the comic relief of your family. But as long as you can help them accomplish their goals, you're okay with that, and you drive, drive like <laughs> the, the wind, wind blows. blows. <laughs>
3: oh wow, that's uh, I, that's great. That feels good. Yeah. When's your birthday, buddy? Those guys, May twenty-sixth. Uh, the- okay. The day that, yeah, that, that racer wave premiered. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. That was the whole reason. It's, I was like, oh, I wanted to do a fair wave cut a speed racer. My birthday was like three days away. So we did it in, the, in time for that. But yeah, that's, yeah. That's super, super cool. Uh, thanks for saying so. But yeah, it's I, I'm happy to hear that I'm those twins. Yeah. yeah that, so that now you good. are
0: the twins, but do you have a favorite character? Do you have a favorite character in any of the movies? So it doesn't have to be Tokyo Drift, but favorite character in the franchise, mm. you know, they can be gone. They could be in one movie. They could be a main character. They could background character, mm. favorite character in any of these movies. That is a
3: good question. It is probably Han. Okay.
0: Yeah. Han's
3: great. I, I was a fan of his presence in six. Also that I have to say um, Giselle's death in six to save Han was the loudest collective gasp I've ever heard in a movie theater the entire crowd gasped when she did that uh, and that's i guess what i mean by like the weight of these movies is gone is because no moments yeah. like that happen anymore but that was like what like that that yeah that really had a huge effect on the crowd i saw that movie with even with that that was in the rumble seats theater so like yeah that, that was a
0: you heard it over the rumbles
3: yes that was quite an experience yeah so yeah, I, th- I think it's Han. It really feels like what's the right know, answer? I don't know if they're yeah, setting him answer. up for what. I, I don't want them to have to be spinoffs. I genuinely just want them to do the ensemble, but have Dom be less of an important character because he's the focus. On him is what's killing these movies, I think. Which he absolutely is what made them at the beginning. But if you're going to do ten movies, man, we got to mix it up. Like it can't always be about you. Yeah.
0: One more question, and then one more game. We are pulling a job, so we're like fast-forwarding to the next movie we're going to cover in the Fast and Furious franchise. Is Furious Seven, of course, because we uh-huh. go chronologically, not release order. And so in that movie, they pull a heist. They do have Roman go out and shine bright like only Roman Pierce can. If mm-hmm. we're like, Alex, we're pulling a heist. We're going to walk away with $30 million from a split three ways, but we need you to go to the room next door, and we need you to distract them the only way that Alex <laughs> Jacobs can yeah. shine bright like you do. What song are you singing acapella, karaoke style, either so good, you can't, people can't take their eyes off you, or, or so bad T-Pain they can't look the away? What song are you singing to distract an entire room full of people?
3: I was going to say I would just talk to them about the Are You Afraid of the Dark? What's happened to the Are You Afraid of the Dark (laughs) series? I'll I'll say that. Are You Afraid of the Dark? I could do that for a long time. But if it has to be a song, it would probably, I don't know. I haven't done karaoke in a while, but my my song was always um, uh, Space Oddity by David Bowie. Okay. Great song. I'd probably do that. Great song. Just like We never
1: had that I don't think. Love That's that. That's a great song. The
3: journey of that song. I do like the
0: picture of you as like a Latter-day Saints like, hey, do you have a like going door to door like, hey, do yeah. you want to talk about are you afraid are you, of the dark? What happened <laughs>
3: are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, cuz I I I am a huge fan of the whole series. I've watched every episode multiple times. I don't think I think it goes off the rails when uh when Tucker is older. You do the newer cast with like Alicia Cuthbert. There's some good episodes in there, but it's not quite the same as the the I need to revisit Gary. it again. Yeah, we did really... it in
1: college at one point. Mm-hmm. Like we, we like rewatched like a bunch of the old ones, yeah. and it was glorious. I ne- I need to revisit mm-hmm. again. You you pitch, you sold me. I'm
3: down. <laughs> it's fun to I'm rewatch them. It. Honestly, the reboots are good too. I, I would not say you should avoid those. I just think that they should. It makes sense to me that the the ball swung that far to the other side of things. Like yeah, now it's just a serialized thing about these people who have a story, scary story club. But I genuinely think it it has to be both worlds. Like you have to use. One should inform the other and back and forth. And that's why they should give the series to me. Uh, I'm <laughs> so glad that Nickelodeon listens to this podcast. Uh, but yeah. I, I, think,
0: I think if you were to get the reins, it wouldn't be because of the podcast. I think it would probably be because of Racer Trash. But we will also take the credit that if you get the <laughs> no, reins, are you afraid you of the do. dark? if you do
3: because uh, i right. did three i did three are you afraid of the dark episodes in racer trash that we've well, I mean, just the fact that like you had yeah. such a
0: media presence there like you're i mean this is listened to by 30 million people like we are the biggest podcast and no one's ever heard of <laughs> but i i do think that like your your footprint and your impact for like the thing you did for two years will slightly eclipse this but
3: not, not by much but, you know. <laughs> thank you for saying so i don't know i'm still sort of yeah like uh trying to like you know, have a life after. So it's like I kind of don't know what to do with it. I love talking about it, but yeah, it's it's just uh it's funny to see people discover it now and then be like, Oh yeah, it's over and they're like, why? And you're like, I don't know, just you don't hang out anymore, man. Just leave you a little Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's like it's it's very funny to see it re- kind of refused to die
0: there's almost more releases now that you're dead than yeah. it was when it was living because there's like all different discord like i don't, I don't know I'm, i don't do any of the stuff i just like hang around but i'm in like eight discords because
3: of this yeah. stuff I'm just like, now okay. there's now there's all these new groups and it was just funny that like um like you could have been doing this like, wow, we were doing, it's funny, that like we, yeah. like racer trash had to end before people felt comfortable, like springing forward with their, their different groups, because a lot of them are not, had nothing to do with, you know, not, it's not like it's, it's former racer trash members, not like SegFest, it's all just people who were fans and they're doing really cool work. And it's like, yeah, like you guys could have been doing this the whole time. It's like, I guess we needed to die before you felt comfortable doing it. You
0: know? <laughs> guess so. I don't know, man, but you know, now we got people waving lost, right? So that's yeah, the yeah. fact that they're doing that. I'm, I'm down. Okay. Yeah. one game to play it's called this ain't no 10 second race aka boy do we have a podcast for you boy do we have a podcast for you come and check out our show yeah yeah i don't remember if i told you about this or not but you have a little bit of time as i review last episode but this is where we go on twitter.com everyone's favorite website and you find any tweet from someone you don't know who's tweeting about the fast and furious franchise send it to me either on twitter or in in zencaster and we will respond to them from the Too Fast, Too Forever account, just encouraging them to listen to the, listen to the show. Because they're like, this person is tweeting about, like, uh, you know, da- Sean's dad talking about n- the nail monologue. It's like, this person knows these movies inside and out. They should be listening to this. So, take a moment, go on Twitter, find a tweet from anybody. Once you have it, send it to me. But I'm going to review last episode's picks. Joe, we did Fast and Furious 6 with Iffy Wadiway. Yep. You found... Ellie Rose at Ellie Rose, a guest, always have been and always will be the biggest fan of Fast and Furious. And we said, you may be in contention, but you're going to have to compete with us. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. Swing and miss, unfortunately. I found Danielle at Danielle Lou Camp. It really amuses me that the only person in the Fast and Furious franchise who has stayed dead is Gina Carano. And we said she was on the wrong team, bitch. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? nothing damn and then if he found jd thorne colon the rise of grew which i don't think that was his name last time but maybe it was grew minion fever sweeping the nation yet yeah. the fast and furious <laughs> premiered on this day in 2001 which means it is now officially a drinking age salute me familia and we said thanks for sharing the starting celebration the next Corona's on us boy do we have a podcast for you it got a like from semo past guest of the show semo but we retweeted this and like Eight listeners of ours liked his tweet, and JD Thorne could not even be bothered to respond Uh. to or like the tweet. So, (laughs) swing and a miss across the board, zero points. Alex, there's a complicated scoring system. It's so hard to score points. It's wildly difficult to score points. So like if you listen in a couple weeks when we review yours and you don't get any points, don't feel bad. It is We get
1: a lot of no points. We're like very low scoring for playing this game it for should be 150 the, episodes. Dunk. Yeah.
0: We're we're finding people tweeting about movies that we like we know everything about and they're like, nah, nah. I'm good. Not, not even
1: like it. Matters. No, you just like, fucking ignore.
3: It's funny, I searched Tokyo Drift on Twitter and it looks like I don't watch Love Island but apparently somebody on Love Island just said their favorite movie was Tokyo Drift. Oh.
1: On UK? Because America didn't start yet. Yeah, so it has to be I guess UK. so. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I really don't know shit about it, but it's it's funny that, like, all of the Tokyo Drift tweets I'm seeing are people saying, like, he said his favorite movie was Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and, like, not not fans of that. I wouldn't throw any of these your way as, like, oh, this person clearly loves The Fast and the Beast. It seems like they're all aghast. Disappointed at, in yeah, this guy. <laughs> at this man's choice. Uh, but I'm officially rooting for him on Love Island.
0: I don't know what show it was. It wasn't Love Island, but somebody texted me. They said, I'm watching a TV show where a said said his favorite fast and furious movie was fast five what does that say about him i'm like that means he's a man who has taste like that's a good answer They're yeah like, oh i hate that character this does not help me i'm like well you know but Sorry. it's out there it's out in the world <laughs> fast five tokyo drift both excellent choices uh but alex well, you can see to look joe you sent your tweet please hit us with yours
1: mine's from kelsey jaffer uh star emoji hiatus at Kelatonin. great at I have now watched the first, second, and third Fast and Furious movies. One of the biggest takeaways is that all of these men just secretly want to kiss each other really badly. Kelsey, we agree. There's a lot of sexual tension in these movies, and it's never heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yeah. (laughs) I think Kelsey will appreciate that we appreciate that she is right. We agree
0: there's a lot of sexual tension in these movies, and it's never heterosexual. Boy, do we have a podcast for
3: you.
1: We say this all the time. Dom and Brian want to kiss each other the whole time.
3: Yeah, that's true. Well, him and The Rock, there's a lot of tension between Vin Diesel and The Rock, which is why it's funny. true. That they're not speaking anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, they had a falling out. Um, but yeah, those were the guys. The, there's that shot of them in Fast Five where they're so sweaty and so close, and everyone in the theaters. Like, He's so
1: wet. The just, Rock is so wet in that scene. Just like, yeah. just, they fully misted him, and like he like he yeah. just like shook his his eyelashes and then walked right into the scene uh, yeah
3: there's a scene oh, wait in the Twilight movies there's a scene when they go to uh, Rio de Janeiro There's, and it's the same shot of that fucking statue that lets you know that that's where you are yes yes yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Just, I'm just connecting that so that's that's the same thing between those the two Twilight podcasts. movies
1: are great I'm so glad you love them <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean with
3: time, I, I, I didn't see them when they came out I was just like everybody else who was same. like oh I'm not gonna be a part of that but now yeah. with, with distance and looking back you're like these are weird it's really weird that this happened culturally and it (laughs) gave us like it gave us two super like we know that they're good actors robert pattinson and kristen stewart are both great great. actors but like they're they're not necessarily great in those movies i mean it's hard with the material that they have but also they seem like they're kind of still growing up and like learning how to be people and you can like see that yeah it's like uh, uh, there was like an interview with kristen stewart where they were like how did you feel like rapping on the last twilight movie and she was like more free than i've ever felt in my life you just see it ruining their lives in real time and it's like they have genuine chemistry early on and then like I don't know when they broke up in the timeline of the movies but by the last one like they're both so checked out of each other and they're just like we have to we're, we're just going through the motions we have to do this it's our jobs to be in love with each other and we're tired of it and then now they're two of the biggest actors working in Hollywood right yes. so like
0: they, they were free to actually become to ascend to evolve into their ultimate selves or whatever right and so.
3: both of them have worked with David Cronenberg I think if somebody could put the two of them in a movie now that would rule I would hope that it would be an interesting director, but oh. I, I have to believe that they would do interesting I've work with each other that. now.
2: That's that, incredible.
3: I only thought that because they're both in separate David Cronenberg movies. Yeah, I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> too good, but not, you know, I, I love the novel Cosmopolis, but I did mm. not love that movie. And I liked Crimes of the Future a lot.
3: I liked, uh, I liked Cosmopolis a lot. I was I saw that with a big group of people and I was like the only person smiling on the way. Everybody hated it. And I was like, that was really cool. I, I thought, and I liked his performance in it a lot. I thought there's a scene in Cosmopolis when they're at like a club and he's not allowed to go on the dance floor because he's too rich. It would be too dangerous. And you can see, like, it's the most authentic performance coming from Robert Pattinson. <laughs> he's just like staring out at the dance floor, wantingly like, no, you're not allowed to go out there, man. <laughs> the, uh, and I loved Crimes of the Future a lot. I thought Kristen Stewart was great in it she was great in it that's why i want the director to be david Kron- i want david Cronenberg to make another movie with the two of them and i will just be happy as a pig and shit to see that happen but yeah anyway that, that's it, it does seem like if anybody's gonna do it it's gonna be him right so. yeah. no no harmony harmony oh Harmony. Kron- <laughs> yeah that'd be interesting i would put them that. back together
1: and have them be like i don't even yeah. know what they would do but like both be like serial killers that like meet somewhere you yeah. know like i don't know what he would do but that's yeah harmony's the only other guy that i can see doing
3: it yeah yeah It'd be interesting to see anybody do it.
0: I found a tweet. Uh, it's a quote tweet. So the original tweet was films to films, which is just a uh, account that does like four still frames from a movie. And said the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was released on the stage 16 years ago, and it's four frames from Tokyo Drift. And then F Clover Holiday Ga Pushpin at Konidasu on twitter said it's been 16 years since sumabaki satoshi on the fast and furious tokyo drift debuted as exceedingly handsome guy and that's what Whoa. i looked on twitter for just exceedingly handsome guy because i want him to come back where is yep. this guy who leads starts the race mm-hmm. bring him back yeah. so i retweeted that i wanted to say we want him to return something like that boy do we have a podcast for you and just he the... Puts in the gif of him saying
3: go but, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's the he's the blu-ray menu when you throw the disc in, that dude is the first thing you see. (laughs) Uh, Terrible Blu-ray, by the way. The Universal Blu-rays are are very bad. Uh, I mean, it's it's fine when you're watching it, but if you pause it for too long, it reverts to the Universal logo. It's like a gif of the Universal logo. Uh, It took me
0: like a year to burn into my brain that like you you would think that like it's the play button that brings it back, but it's yes. not. It's like the select button. Yeah, or you
3: can't press play. If you press play, nothing happens. You have to yeah. press select, and that messes mm-hmm. with me every time. <laughs> it's like what like, on
0: Xbox or whatever, like the B like the B button or whatever pauses, but you have to hit A. It's the it's the stupidest. What yeah. <laughs> at least universe like it's. I don't mean it as a pun, but as universe, like all of yes. their DVDs the Blu-rays <laughs> are equally shitty. So it's like, okay, yeah. you hit A to get back, but it's like, what are you doing, guys? How do you not have this UX down? What is yeah, going on?
3: It's so counterintuitive. It's like Matt, you want to you want to be the person to make the case for discs, but like it's like, yeah, this is not as easy as if you were to just watch this on streaming somewhere, man. No, yeah, and like it's <laughs> the thing. It's like, why do
0: I have to sit through like opening like yeah, tra- like why are you still putting trailers before
3: the menu? Like just yeah. get to the
0: thing. I'm the one person buying Blu-rays. Well, I still weird. watch
3: uh, I still watch VHS tapes. I like I, I like the trailers, but I also like that it's like a certain amount. I don't know. I, I like the layout of a VHS tape, but you also kind of know what you're doing when you throw a VHS in. you throw it in, and you can like go make food or I don't know. You have a minute, uh, but yeah, yeah the, the Universal Blu-rays do that thing where they connect to the internet and find new trailers for you. And I, I oh, that's really weird, yeah, and creepy. I dislike that because I want. I want the the thing to be kind of a time capsule of when I got it. So like I want it to just show me the like the weird Liam Neeson movie that I forgot existed instead of showing me the new Minions trailer or something.
0: We've probably talked about it on here, but one of the past guests yep. of the show in front of the show, Christian Larson, there was on the Passenger 57 VHS. Uh, it was a prized possession of his because not for the movie because we didn't care about the movie. But there was a trailer for the Jeff Speakman film Street Night before Passenger Fifty Seven, <laughs> so we would always throw the Passenger Fifty Seven VHS in the VCR and only watch the trailer because like it was sort of pre YouTube or like before this was on YouTube at least, and it was just this like it's artifact. But yeah, if that was an internet connected <laughs> DVD, Street Night wouldn't be on there. It'd be some other new bullshit. So like yeah, yeah bring it back. That. Give That's us not Street
3: interesting. Night. Yeah yeah exactly yes. I'm I'm Team Street Night. I want it to be. I want want the artifact i want all the like things i have to be these weird especially when you get physical media like you want it to be like some weird moment in time preserved you don't really care for it to be i don't want online connectivity i could just find that shit online man
0: exactly all right alex did you find a tweet for the game
3: i'm so glad we got to talk about that um uh (laughs) yeah i found i sent a tweet to the too fast Too forever account Okay. There we go. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. TJX Lamar says Tokyo Drift is easily the best in the franchise. It's clearly a response to uh, the Love Island thing, pretty simple. Okay. But this this guy likes Tokyo Drift. So I, I think. Uh, so I'm going to, unless you
0: want to add to this, I'm just going to say, because he says easily the best in the franchise, I'm just going to say easily. Boy, do a podcast
3: for you. Yeah, sure. Go for it. That's, cool. I don't want to add to it. You guys do this. You hassle people. I don't, I have a pathological fear of bothering people. So I would never do what you're doing right now. But you, <laughs> you uh, Go ahead and do it. Well, we, you know, Joe had this idea like a while ago, like maybe people don't
0: respond because they think it's a bot. And it's like, well, maybe, but it's like yeah. a really customized bot that like is specifically responding <laughs> to like your years old tweet or whatever about what, you know, just who knows.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know. I don't, a, a few years ago, um, an airline lost my bag and I tweeted about it and I got a like automatic response from some other thing that was like, oh, you should have booked with us. Ha, ha. And I was like the, the angriest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> 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 I was like get the fuck. Up. I did not ask you shit. Like I was so, I was so upset. Uh, so yeah, maybe it's like that. But I don't know. Suggesting a Fast and the Furious podcast is is a different beast.
0: We're doing it from a good place, but it's also yeah. still yeah. It is it is definitely hassling them in a little way. But you know, whatever.
3: Well, it's very. It's like you brought up the Latter Day Saints before. It's very much like that. You're like you. It's more like you're you're offering a pamphlet.
1: Yeah, you don't have to listen. I'm not forcing them to. Yeah, just... let me tell you about this. You might like this.
3: The description
0: for this episode is going to be about not about the Fast and Furious. But it's going to be about Twilight, and it's going to be about Are You Afraid of the Dark, and it's going to be about <laughs> Russian Trash. Like, there's no, Like yeah. the, the amount of Fast and Furious content we talked about is probably less than the other stuff, but
3: that's exactly what I want. Like, just
0: exactly yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, that's.
3: I imagine your eleventh time through. You, yeah, you're happy. You're happy about that uh so thanks for letting me talk about are you afraid of the dark because that's well, thank of you my... for
0: coming on and talking about are you afraid of the you dark this was an brother. absolute treat thank you so much for joining us what would you like people to f- know about you is there anything that you want people to follow you or check your workout or what do you want people to know about alex aka spiffy that so spiffy is from
3: monkey island right it's a monkey island reference yeah, yes yeah. uh that's that yeah I, that was it's coming back yeah i'm excited for the new one i think it looks great uh, apparently they caught some they got some heat for changing the year at style, but they've done that a few times in that game series. I'm, I'm excited that Ron Gilbert is coming back. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited. Cause they got those games got boring and I felt bad that like, I would I'd be like, Oh, I was obsessed with the monkey island games as a kid. And people would like point at the ones that the later ones, which are not very good. Boy, I'm so, wow. Yeah. Let's talk about monkey island for a while. <laughs> 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 yeah. What did you do bringing this up? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't have a monkey island connection, but my favorite game of all time is probably Sam and Max hit the road to the point where like we named cats sam and max after oh nice LucasArts game so like it's it's right in that same kind of wheelhouse
3: right like it's yeah. just like point and click 90s computer games yeah i never played that one but i was a huge oh, full, th- full throttle fan I, that full whole throttle's awesome of, yeah Lucasarts point and click games i love those games um, day of the tentacles great yeah yeah but yeah the spiffy the dog is a reference to the dog in in monkey in the first monkey island game the secret of monkey island who uh you can is is talked you can talk to it and it just like says it just barks at you but occasionally throws in <laughs> character names and does you can tell that the dog is telling like a long complicated story but you can't understand it um, <laughs> And I, that struck a chord with me somehow. And then like at the end of the game, it says like featuring Spiffy as the dog in the bar. So that ever since I was like way too long, my internet existence, that has been my my username. And I say way too long because it's way too easy to go find shit like like my deviant art from when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> nobody should see and should not be available. I actually had like, I had to take my live journal down. I had to like send a bunch of emails to get them to take my live journal down because I couldn't log in anymore and they wouldn't do it. Because so I had, I fully had a live journal as a teenager. I was like, yeah, please get rid. Yeah nobody needs to see this why is this yeah can you play and they were like okay but since you can't it was like a whole it was way too complicated anyway thank god that shit's offline um you you have a teenage brain you should not be putting your thoughts out publicly like no yeah please just let that go uh anyway yes if you want to follow me follow me on twitter at spiffy the dog s-p-i-f-f-y the dog um that's pretty much where you're gonna find like i don't really have anything to plug i did another seg for something but i have no idea what the release strategy for it is or who's i don't really organize anything anymore i'm tired i did a lot of stuff for racer trash so nice to
0: just sit back and watch and enjoy oh
3: absolutely i mean yes you you also i i definitely have a voice in my head that's like oh they did it this way oh they didn't do that like oh there's not 20 minutes of cat videos okay like that you're like yeah well of course there isn't man like jesus like yeah but it's (laughs) uh but yeah the answer the the answer is yes. Yeah, it is nice to just kick back, but there's always going to well, be. I know that.
0: there. I know there's a seg fest at the end of the month, so I don't know if it's going to go in there or not. But something at the end of July, I think.
3: Yeah, that's. Uh, I've given them some stuff. I did made a bunch of sleep waves for their sleep wave thing. I just love making sleep waves. That's like what I like to do now. <laughs> Segs are much more complicated. You have to like tell a story and it has to serve a purpose inside the movie. And I've I've definitely regress to the point where i'm just like yeah i just want to make loops that go on for way too long and put you to sleep (laughs) that's like my favorite thing to make so yeah um When I make shit like that, it's probably going to end up on my Twitter. I have a YouTube channel also, but like I lost, so I had, (laughs) it's really hard to suggest that to people. You have to like go to my website and find it. um, I I accidentally
0: found it this week and I don't remember why I found it, but I found that I followed it or subscribed to it. So yeah, you do not have nearly enough subscribers for the amount of like what the work on there is.
3: (laughs) Well, it's not. It would be easier if I could tell you to go to youtube.com slash spiffy the dog, but I can't because if you did that, you would go to the YouTube account I had like when I was like a teenager, uh, which is still there (laughs) because. Cause I lost the login and I can't seem to transfer it so it's, <laughs> instead it's like just a YouTube account that says Alex Jacobs and it's like a really complicated URL which is why you have to go to the link from my website youtube.com
0: slash channel slash is our one yes <laughs>
3: yeah it's very stupid uh feel free to tweet about that uh please because yeah I don't know how else to fucking send it to people oh
0: I found it because I was looking for the I Call Today video.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I did that. Which that's, is on there for yeah. me. That <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best thing I've ever realized. <laughs> the... mm-hmm. Really, I peaked there. I made that in like less than an hour, and it's like the funniest thing I've ever made, and everyone loves it. So it's I'm perfect. just like, yeah, I guess that was it. I guess that's all It's been downhill ever since I did that.
0: It's not downhill. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's dri- if, if it's downhill, yeah. it's, it's drifting downhill. It's all
3: downhill. been drifting down a mountain yeah. since then, Yeah. Yeah, very good. Now I'm you're just I'm, like Buzz
0: Lightyear, you're you're falling with <laughs> style, right? You're like you're you're you peaked there maybe, but you've been uh, style you've been waving your way down
3: that hill. Yeah, I love that. I love Tom Hanks coming out being like, Why didn't they let Tim Allen do that? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, he's gonna say that. Leave him alone. Everybody's like asking Tim Allen's friends like at, at PR junkets and stuff, like, so what do you think about the light thing? Like, yeah, of course they're gonna be like, Oh, I don't know why he they didn't let him do that. Like the answer is like because nobody wants anything to do with Tim Allen, the, right? <laughs> the, True, Chris Evans over there. We all love him, nothing problematic there. So, why don't we just, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly? Big <yeah>. uh, exactly. <laughs> that's I'm so glad we got to get into Lightyear on this podcast. Uh, of course, <laughs> we're here. Yeah, did not see it. I uh, don't think I will, but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll see it eventually on Disney Plus some at some point later this year. But I did not rush out to see that one because you know. I don't need to. <laughs> yeah. I'm too busy watching Tokyo Drift four times this year, right? So Exactly. I
3: think the la- I haven't seen a movie in theaters since Watcher. I really loved Watcher. The Michael Monroe movie? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, not
0: seen that yet, but I love her, and that's very high on my list to uh, see. I think it's on BOD somewhere now I can get that. I was but... a
3: big fan of it. It's very... Um... I don't, I, I'm, I'm really bad at selling movies. I'm not good at pitching, but like, I, it's, it's, it's very, I want to use the term understated. Like that, that's going to make it sound like it's, you know, nothing happens in it, but it's very like, I, I really felt the tension the whole way through. I I think that director is, um, her name's Chloe Acuno. She did one of my favorite segments in the news. She did something in VHS 94, um, which I was oh. uh, I was lucky enough to do the... I did the end credits montage for that, but I loved really? Twitter. Yeah, I did. So it's it's essentially a seg. Like, it's just like, oh, cut this movie, do it. They like... I didn't pick the song or anything. It was just like, oh, do this. Um, but I, I mean, I'm very well suited for that job, so I love doing it. But... um yeah, she did the storm drain sequence in that, which I think rules. She did the Ratma thing, so.
0: I need more friends who have Shutter because, like, I went to Shudder, and I, like, I didn't know anybody who saw yeah, it, so, like, yeah. nobody talked about it, and just kind of got lost in my shuffle. Like, I love mm-hmm. the fir- I, I love parts of the first three, but I, re- I really need to see that, so now I will look after her segment and yours, yeah. Every
3: every VHS movie has, it's like hits and misses, but yeah, I, I think hers was, was a hit, for sure. I, I, liked, cool. I liked her sequence, and then, yeah, she, uh, I think Watcher's the first feature she directed, and I thought it fucking ruled, man. It was cool, very yeah, I will
0: I'll do Watcher and VHS this weekend to make you and chloe akuno happy oh Ooh. thank you yeah uh, <laughs> uh,
3: i also what yeah i just watched Shutter because they had um return of the living dead i couldn't which i know i have on blu-ray somewhere but like
0: i think we just we just passed the return of the living day day right because it starts on July. yeah 3rd. yeah
3: yeah i've hit the point in my life where i have amassed so much physical media that i don't have shelves for it so i have boxes in very and i try i made like a feeble effort at cataloging them but the fact is no if i can't find a movie i just have to go dig through like many boxes to see (laughs) and i could not do that in time for for return of living dead so i was very happy that shutter had it even though i think that movie has a very complicated um like music licensing history so i wonder if it was all there party time was in there that's what we want to hear right
0: i saw the movie for the first time last year and i was like this movie is so goddamn good i don't know why everyone was wasn't yelling at me for years to see it (laughs) but it's just like this is incredible
3: it's good it's funny watching it now because it's very it's it's such a wacky movie but i remember seeing it as a kid and being genuinely very unsettled by it i thought it was really scary like the Depiction of zombies in it really skeeved me out, but like you watch it now and it's the most bubblegummy, like l- loud zombie movie that you wouldn't think of it as like it's hard to even think of it as scary. But genuinely, that that movie totally fucked me up as a kid.
0: And there's the the best scene in maybe any zombie movie ever, Joe, where there's a point where like the cops show up because like they call the cops because there's okay. zombies outside yeah. and they kill the cops and then the, the zombies. Use the cop radio to say send more police or send more cops and just like oh yeah. fuck like they're just gonna kill more cops it's 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 the best it's the, yeah, it's it's so the
1: best.
3: hilarious it's true the zombies said cab the zombies are seemingly invulnerable in that movie which is why I, yeah <laughs> I think that's why it scared me as a kid it was just like oh yeah. th- there's nothing you can do uh, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead wow so it's um, I'm glad that we covered so much ground I've got like two more things to
0: plug in terms <laughs> of the podcast so like maybe it'll inspire another seg- uh, tangent segment spin off whatever. Next week, Joe. Oh, with the aforementioned Garrett Smith, who has talked to Alex before, we are doing a movie that I don't think you know anything about. I'm not going to say anything about it because I want you to know I I have not seen it. It It's a film called No Man's Land from 1987. There's a different No Man's Land that came out more recent than this. But this is the one we're watching for a specific reason. You will find out when you watch it next week. I have not seen it. I will
1: look at nothing about it. I'll just watch it.
0: But this is a movie that I have heard a lot about for one specific reason, which I'm sure I would imagine you will pick up on while watching the movie. There was one from 2001 and like last year or whatever. Don't do those. Nah. But this is on Tubi with ads and the Roku channel with ads. So like it's out there. It's not like one of the hot rock where it's not out there, but No Man's Land from 1987 do that. For a very specific reason, we'll be joined by Garrett Smith. Cool. Alex, thank you once again for joining us. Alex, you're the man. Thanks. for Talking about everything, everything,
3: everything. No, you guys are the men. You're Alex Garland's men. Uh, (laughs) uh, Sorry. You're (laughs) the titular men. I appreciate you guys having me on. This was was fun for me. (laughs) I'm a video editor. Uh, (laughs) I'll say it.
0: We're huge fans, so yeah. oh, great. so thank yeah. you for doing what you do, and for all things too fast, too forever, including our past episodes about things that they have waived and that they have incorporated other things. You go to cageclub.me, facebook.com/slash too fast too forever, or at too fast too forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast too forever.com and our store at too fast too forever.shop. Come back next week for No Man's Land after that I will have a bonus Patreon I will let, we will announce the bonus Patreon episode on that episode so check that out it's the one with Brian Rodriguez so you know it's going to be wild and also related to things we've talked about tonight which is not really narrow things down because we talked about like 500 movies tonight yeah, but it's true. related to something we talked about a lot so come back next week for that at familyacageclub.me thank you for listening I'm Joey Lewandowski I'm Joe too and that was Alex Jacobs and we'll tell you all about it when we
1: see you again